The Giant Monsters Podcast, where the hosts truly believe that we did not see Yetis coming. I'm Rob. I'm Cameron. I'm Kyle. And today we are doing a smattering of the Dark Horse Godzilla King of the Monsters run, uh, which will make sense when we break it down, but it is a little weird <laughs> to read uh, <laughs> the order of this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I sure uh, thought there was going to be one contiguous plot, but uh, no, 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 there's a lot of them. <laughs> There's, there's kind three, of there's but it's an ongoing comic, so <laughs> <laughs> there's like it's like three human characters in Godzilla getting yes. dragged around from like genre yes. to genre. <laughs> and I hate to say it, that's how this Dark Horse comic series runs for the rest of the run. So mm-hmm. I'm splitting. I basically what I did is to cover the Dark Horse comics. I literally basically cut everything in half. It's so we're it's, covering half of it now, and then the next half is. The rest of the ongoing, and then all the little smattering of single issue randomness. I guess you could say uh, this: this is a real James K. Polk of a uh, of a comic. So he was a political dark horse. That was like his recurring <laughs> bit. Like He's a dark horse riding up. It's in. It's in. A, they might be giant song. Never mind. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, we do have uh, quite a bit of news tonight. Oh, it just um, looks like three items. Oh, though, well, right? one of those items is like 10 long. Uh, mm-hmm. There's four so... items. <laughs> oh, four, four, that's true. Four total. Um, so, uh, first off uh, is a movie that we now know the release date of, and now we know we have a special report coming next month on. Uh, Yeehaw! <laughs> the uh, movie Troll, which we had previously gotten a TV, uh, or not a TV, a teaser for, yeah. um, and a poster, um, but Give we me didn't the have a release date yet. Um, then we got an official Netflix trailer, uh, kind of out of nowhere. Um, but, um, man, this movie looks fun. Um, it's, I, it, I was it's, watching the trailer and you know what I think we can call it is it's, it's shin trolls. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it really is just like it's a high budget, hunter. high product. Yeah. Troll hunter. Yeah. It's a high budget <laughs> production of troll hunter without it being found footage. And with like a lot of political intrigue being thrown in from the looks of the trailer, yeah. So, like, I mean, it, yeah, it is Shin Troll Hunter. <laughs> yes, but I mean, man, it's got some. It's got some. Looks good. Some big effects. Yeah, it's got some big, uh, big, big giant troll stomping through a city and kicking stuff, throwing uh, people, stuff eating around. people. Um, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, the trailer actually has quite a few views for a tr- Netflix trailer. It's got five point two million views. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this, it does. Kind of hit the. Hit the hit the trailer market with this as a storm because it kind of out of nowhere. There were no trailer releases around it, and everybody was talking about it the day of. Um, you know what, fellas? So. I think we're entering a good year for troll media. <laughs> what makes you say that, Cameron? Well, there's been a 100 percent increase in troll films since. <laughs> well, I suppose that's fair. Yeah, since troll since hunter what year. 
Oh, uh, there we go. Yeah. Would that just um, be a a fifty percent? No, no, that's a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent because it was okay. none, and now it's one. <laughs> that's true. Now it's one. Okay. Um, Fair. But anyway, um, so this movie looks fun. Uh, we're definitely going to cover it on the cast right away when it comes out. Um, it looks to be a big a big release for us out of nowhere, but uh, that's always exciting. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see how this turns out. Yeah, we got um, uh, Troll and then two fan episodes and then a, a, the holiday special. Very exciting <laughs> stuff. Last um, Christmas. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> all right. So what, aren't you excited, next. Kyle? Aren't you excited? Um, aren't you excited got, for this new Christmas special? I don't know, Rob. Why don't you talk about the next movie that we've got? Crabs! <laughs> Crabs! Crabs! So, uh, actually, uh, 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 Pete sent this to me. Yes. Uh, uh, of the, the good beer, bad movies uh, podcast fame. Yes, um, yes, yes. Uh, it is honestly, I wish I could like explain in a lot of clean detail, but like the trailer makes it very frantic, but essentially it is a suitmation horror movie in which a mutant horseshoe crabs start attacking a village. Oh yeah. And eventually mutate and get bigger and bigger until eventually they become a giant horseshoe crab. And the humans have to unleash their super, uh, their own giant thing to fight it. And it's a giant robot shark thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's it a is. Robot shark with arms. Uh, it looks so good. Uh, the suitmation, honestly, on all the little critters. I mean, it's like Legion good. It's yeah. insane how well done the suits for the the horseshoe crab monsters are. Yeah. It gets super campy when you get to the giant, like it gets asylum level, like oh, you yeah. know, quality this whole with thing like the feels asylum on paper. But I don't the, know the, big, the first the first the big suitmation crab monster looks, looks awesome. Great. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Cool it's jarring. It's like they, I don't know, they wanted to get goofy with it. It's kind of like if you had like Legion and Jet Jaguar fighting, you know? Or like Biolante, <laughs> yeah. Biolante and Jet Jaguar going out. I've never wanted anything more. More, right? <laughs> See, I say it out loud and now that sounds really good and we all want it and we all beg for it. Yep. We demand it. So we need it, it comes out on my birthday. Hey, next hey happy birthday. Here's a bunch of crabs. Wow. Two Tuesdays away. But uh, I, yeah, we're not going to do a special report on it, but it will go on the list of a movie we have to cover in the future. <laughs> uh, but I just thought it was funny because I had never seen the big monsters. until. Is, is this another SRS? I actually don't remember. Is this SRS releasing this one? Um, 1126 Art Studio is the actual producer's. Yeah. I don't see where it's getting released yet. Yeah. So it may we'll not see. be, but if it, I, I could, I've been wanting to do an SRS month. So yes. maybe I'll throw it in there. Yeah. 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 We, we've got, yeah. That it, sounds it very good. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But um, yeah, good stuff. Good times. Good, 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 good stuff. Um, so the next news is the one that's really, really long because a lot of things happen within a single day. So. Godzilla Day happened. Yeah. Um, so speed run. Speed run. Past. Um, well, I can't speed run past the first one because it's something oh. that we actually have to talk a little bit about. But then I can speed through, speed run through some of the others. Okay. Um, they started off the day, such night for us day for them, with a bang. A day for uh, night shot. Yeah. <laughs> they announced a brand new Toho Godzilla movie coming out next year on November 3rd. 
Um, it's already done filming. Um, it is literally already just in the editing stages. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So the funny thing about this movie is that we actually talked about it before because we heard that this director was working on a kaiju film, quote unquote, for Toho, but we didn't know yeah. what it was. We just knew that he was filming something for Toho and it was supposed to be kaiju related. Um, we assumed that it was probably going to be Godzilla, but we had no evidence supporting that whatsoever. Um, yeah. But now <laughs> we officially know that, yes, that's what he was directing. He was directing a Godzilla movie. Um, the director is uh, Takeshi uh, Yamazaki. Yeah. Uh, he did uh, um, that wartime drama, the like, well, not wartime, but like post-war drama that's like yes. uh, always. Well, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. Yeah. Okay. Uh uh, always, oh, it's, it's always, always sunset or always sunrise on Third Street or something. Yeah. Um, I, I, people, the one whenever that, I say it, I always want to say always sunny. Yeah. But I'm like, that's not it. <laughs> that's not uh, it. It is. It's the the famous the first uh, cinematic arrival of a, a fully CGI Godzilla from Japan. From Japan. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, it, there you go. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, and then he most recently he did Lupin the Third, right? He did the Loop in the Third movie. Yeah. And then he did um, he the... also did the Godzilla Ride as well. Oh, yeah. He's, he directed the entirety of the Godzilla Ride, including you know working with the design team for the Godzilla suit or design <laughs> or whatever. He also um, directed the much hated, much maligned uh, uh, Dragon uh, Dragon Quest movie that uh, is so bad that I, Japan tried to burn to the ground. I actually liked that Dragon oh, Quest yeah? movie. I'm in. A, I know I'm in a minority, but I really liked how it I've was never... a twist. I never uh, that, watched it. <laughs> that it was actually a person playing a game that oh. you didn't know. Um, oh, I was thinking of Dragonlance. No. No, no, no. It's the, it's the Dragon Quest. It's on It's on Netflix. It got released on Netflix oh, in yeah? the U.S. Oh, yeah? Okay. Um, it, I liked it, but I, I can definitely see how some Dragon Quest, Quest fans <laughs> might not like it. Um, but, I'm going to go ahead and uh, say I'm not going to enjoy it. The key, key thing about him is, as well, is that he is a Japanese Academy Award winner directing uh for directing so there you go he has some stuff behind him but uh, yeah in japan it's been a little bit of a mixed reaction uh to his announcement as the director um we don't know much else we know okay so the one thing that we do know is that it's taking place in post-war japan so it's probably going to be a period piece so it's probably taking place you know 50s probably 54 what if uh, would be my guess what if okay it's mostly a godzilla film but then there's one shot that's the family from the It's Always Sunny on 3rd Street or oh, whatever. I, I, I would bet and they're, money that they're he puts them the cameo. cameo and then it I cuts back to money. the Godzilla stuff. There's I no way they don't. I would bet money that he's going to be oh, gonna yeah. a cameo for sure. Um, but uh, we don't know the tone. We don't know if it's going to be a comedy. We don't know if it's going to be a drama. Um, the only thing we got for it is a, an official logo, quote unquote, um, that's been going around pretty much everywhere for Godzilla fans. So you, if you're a Godzilla fan, you've probably already seen it because people changed to like their profile picture. Um, but it's just a giant G. But there is something a little nifty about this G. Um, it is in the shape of Godzilla. Um, and while it's extremely stylized, it might actually be our first hint at some design aspects of what this Godzilla is going to be. Um, basically, if you if you up the saturation on the G, 
You can start seeing some areas that are a little darker and a little lighter than the rest of it. Somebody then made an artist representation of those shadings that are in the design. And you can clearly see like an actual Godzilla shape. Like You can see an arm. You can see a leg. Uh, you can see it, his big dorsal spines are the G or the inside of the G. Um, and then his head is, uh, is, is up at the front. Um, and uh, he's got a big, big swooping tail with a very interesting little shin-esque little bulb at the end of the G, at the end of his tail. Um, but it's a very different design. If this is, if this is, you know, in any way, shape or form accurate, could just be stylized, could just be something funny that they just included. Um, however, Toho kind of did the same similar thing with, um, singular point most recently, whenever they released the singular point, like tease at first, like it was a very like weird stylized Shin or Ultima Goji. Uh, and we didn't get the full look at the design till way later. Um, but, uh, so I don't know. It could be nothing, could be something, uh, who knows, um, officially. Um, but, but, um, like I said, it's just kind of interesting, uh, that, that style, that drawing of it, that kind of pulls out the colors, uh, is going around on the web. I think we, I think I might've reposted it as well. Yeah. (laughs) You Um, replied to someone, someone said like, Oh wait, maybe it's not G. It looks like it might be an actual Godzilla. And he said, it's both. (laughs) And it was like, yeah, it was Pete. Actually it was Pete on on Facebook. He was like, Oh yeah, it might, you know, and I was like, Oh, here it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, um, it is one thing that is very interesting about this design. If it is the actual design, is it is very legendary-esque in proportions, which I am a little surprised about if that's the route they go, just because I would have assumed that they would have really wanted to make a different Godzilla design just to be, you know, really looked at as a, as a different Godzilla yeah. uh, with the legendary MonsterVerse still going on, which we know it is continuing. So it, it is a little weird that if this is the final design, then again... If the dorsal plate design that we're seeing on this G is accurate, where it's this like, big giant, giant spike, that is pretty different. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, obviously, <clears throat> I have to state this because I saw this just running rampant across Twitter and Facebook whenever it was announced. This is not Shin Godzilla 2. This is not Shin Godzilla 2. Stop asking about it. It's not. We already know it's not Shin Godzilla 2. In fact, little little Tokyo tidbit, we it's found It's Shin this Godzilla out. 3. Uh, we're skipping two. We found out that before Shin Ultraman got off the ground, Anno actually did go to Toho trying to make a Shin 2 following the plot of Raids again with an Anguirus coming in, and it would have been Shin Godzilla versus a Shin Anguirus. Shangarus! But Toho decided not to go that route and decided against doing it. So... Shin Godzilla is dead as far as official movies are concerned. There's not going to be a sequel unless there's a legacy sequel way down the line. Um, obviously, obviously, clearly, for all of you guys that are wanting more Shin Godzilla, look at all the Eva stuff that we're getting with all the crossover stuff. You're getting more Shin Godzilla in that way. We're just not going to get an actual He's film. He's there. He's standing there with his arms upturned. <laughs> I I am honestly more excited for something brand new that we have no idea what it is. You know, uh, this could be really interesting. Um, obviously, uh, as G fans, we're eating good. Uh, you know, we've got two live action Godzilla movies, a live action Godzilla TV series. Uh, rumors are still persisting about uh, uh, Singular Point season two actually being like being worked on, but just not announced. Um, there's 
just a lot. There's a lot of good Godzilla stuff, and I'm going to keep going through the news to get to some of the other stuff right now. Uh, so also on Godzilla Day, of course, uh, we got uh, our first uh, our first official short uh, made by the guy that did the G versus G. Uh, Godzilla vs. Gaigan little short film from like eight years ago. Uh, Toho saw his clip. They were like, hey, you want to make a sequel to this or an actual full like six minute thing? And, you know, we'll officially like promote it and release it. Um, and uh, it's called Godzilla vs. Gaigan Rex. Yep. Um, wow, that sure would be cool. <laughs> sure, sure would be cool if that was available for people to just watch whenever, all the time. Sure would be cool. That one is. Oh, oh. that one is. It's the other one that's not. <laughs> Are you sure? I thought they took down no. both. I thought Gagan Rex. They released as oh. a separate video. Okay. On their channel, that is 100 uh, available. I thought the they both got removed recently. To, no, no, no. Gagan uh, okay. Rex is still available. Um, <laughs> so it's a great short. It's really, really fun. It's super anime. If you haven't watched it yet, like Gagan Rex, like uh, goes like full like Ava Angel at the end, uh, like getting like a giant like. I don't know, he like he like kills the other Gigans and pulls out their cores and makes a giant like angel wing around himself. Oh yeah. It's really good. Um and then um one of the coolest little sneaky things that we didn't know until this released is that um yeah, this uh this Godzilla that's in this short, it's it's Junior from Hayes, the Heisei era. Yeah. Um, He's all grown it's up. Actually, it's actually him all grown up. So they, they got uh the actress who uh did Mickey Sagusa from the Heisei to do a voiceover at the beginning of the short, uh, which is the beginning of the short is basically just a CG recreation of the end of destroy after, after junior regenerates where he's like, they got the spotlight behind him and he's like just moving around and roaring. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a fully, uh, fully Mickey Sagusa like quote, uh, that says, uh, let me get the subtitles. Uh, once there was a fierce battle and a quarter of a century has passed since you were gone. People forgot and thought, uh, but thought there's no problem because it has been peaceful, but here they come. And that's when it cuts to the Gigans attacking. Here they so come. it's supposed to All be, <laughs> um, it is supposed to be a sequel to the Heisei. Um, it's really, really great that, uh, we have, uh, Junior, uh, basically using a uh, a new kind of hyper form. Yeah, uh, that's his, very burning Goji esque. Well, his burning Godzilla form isn't burning him; it's like glowing white. It's white yes. hot, but it doesn't look like it's hurting him. Unlike his dad, unlike I thought it was Papa. neat. A fun little, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, cute. Um, I've perfected I, I've my been... father's technique. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Very anime once again. Oh yeah. Um, I uh, I've been calling this new form uh, sh- uh, Shiroi Goji, which just basically means white Goji mm-hmm. uh, in Japanese. But um, I think it's I think it's fitting. It's a really cool final form. Uh, there's a lot of little details as well, uh, hinting at being Junior that some people have caught since, uh, where when he's using his final breath attack against Gigan Rex at the end. Um, his spines are doing the similar um, when when Godzilla's about to melt down and destroy it and his spines melt and there's this big like 
blasts that are yeah. coming off of his spines. The same thing happens when this Godzilla fires his final beam at Gigan Rex. There's the big like energy blasts that are coming off of his spikes. So it's just very cool. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I highly recommend checking it out. Once again, this one is still online. It's still very easy to get a hold of. Um, I feel like it's gonna be it's gonna be one that's gonna stay up, unlike the other one, just because this one. Um, is you know it's got the fan the guy that made it the fan guy made it uh so i think they probably you know they're gonna keep this one up but you know who knows um so continuing on uh we got a look at uh the showa gigan monster arts figure which is officially announced at this that's very very good very cool because monster Arts has been on a millennium and heisei era fix for their figures for a very long time so it's nice to go back and see a uh uh, show a figure uh, from them. Um, then, of course, we did get the other short, which is still available online, but it won't be for very long. Um, so there was the live-action Godzilla vs. Gigan short film uh, that uses the newly rebuilt Gigan suit versus um, a slightly fixed-up Final Wars suit from the Hedera short from last year. Um it's shot by the same team, so it's the Ultraman guy doing the shot. Um, oh. Uh, so there's a lot of those, like, it, there's not as many, which some people complained about, but uh, there's a lot of those, like, taking you down to, like, the, you know, like, mo- modern Ultraman, like, Trigger and stuff have been doing a lot of, like, uh, goes to the ground and you see the monsters fighting from a ground level looking up with, like, bikes and stuff in the foreground. They do that. Oh, yeah, he loves this. That. Yeah, or, or going inside buildings with the camera. Um, but uh, it's a very fun short. I I, pers- I, mean, I think that it's it's definitely better than the Hedera short. Um, but um, I, I, I did like Gigan Rex a little bit better. Just because Gigan Rex felt like something new, whereas this felt like a like just a callback kind of. It's such a, oh, it's such a fresh Gigan. take on Gigan. Yes, yeah. I, I liked the, the, yeah, that it was like a... A new feel to yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's just it's so um, weird looking. Yeah, um, and then um, oh, I didn't even know Rob left. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll pass it to him if he wants to talk about the short. I don't even know if he got a chance to see it before it got taken down. Um, but the way you can see it is that if you go to the live stream from November third and you track through it, you can track to the point where it did stream. So you can still watch it on the live stream, but they take down that live stream video eventually. Yeah. So you can find it in that live stream, but other than that, it's going to not be existing on the internet for very long. Sucks. I have heard somebody already archived it. Well, they did, and then it got removed from internet archive and from YouTube. Yeah. So. So. I mean, because I saw it on YouTube, and it was yeah. awesome, and I would love to watch it again sometime, but I didn't yeah. download it because I didn't think... The Toho yep. would just be like, no. I mean, we should have known because that's exactly what happened <laughs> with the header fair, video. Yeah, yeah they did the same thing with the header the, video. The exact same thing. I just can't, like, I'm trying um, to wrap my head around. Do they, are they hoping that maybe in a few decades they'll release, like, a, I, just like I a, a DVD with a bunch of, like, short videos really on it? They're really trying to hype up the, the stream is what they're doing. Like, come see it on the stream. Yeah, but the thing. stream like, is not, like a one and done thing, even afterwards. No, you still, don't get, it's still on. It's still yeah. online. No, no, but it's going to be good. It will be gone. I when I say one and done, I mean it's not like they're gaining revenue from it. Like it's no, not like, but I, but I think that's they're trying to drive people to it. Does that make sense? They put it on YouTube and you get ads before and yeah, after it. You know, yeah. like yeah. again, 
I think it's just because people like CEOs in Japan don't under, don't know what the internet is. They're terrified of it. Yeah. They think it's filled with tubes and wires. They don't know. They They're just scared and confused. Serial experiments lane, and they were like, "That's <laughs> the internet. I don't want to go there. I don't like this. Uh, I don't like the little alien in the no, sweater. thank you. I hate him. Get out of my house." <laughs> I um I got a chance like I was talking about it and Rob I, I was gonna pass it to you for real quick because I didn't know uh, if you had seen it but I but I did get a chance to watch the Hedera short again because yeah. uh, it played before uh, the special screening of oh, Mechagodzilla nice uh, or Kiryu in theaters um and yeah I mean once again I think that this one has a bigger budget than the Hedera short like it definitely felt like they yeah. put more money into it and it's better than the Hedera short I just didn't really like. I don't know. I still, I just, I, there's something about these that are just like a little off. And I, I don't know if it's because it's the well, Ultraman it's, guy. Yeah, it's, it's Ultraman. It's like, I know, be, yeah. I know based off of what you want from a Godzilla movie and what I want from an Ultraman TV show, right? I know yeah. exactly the vibe that you're feeling that feels off. And it's because it's a tokusatsu TV show and not right. a Toho movie. Right. So the lighting, the closeness, the camera angles all the well, tricks the they do good the camera angles, the camera angles are good but they aren't godzilla they're ultraman well i don't know if i don't know if that's i, I think you're right I, I definitely think you're on the right track i think it doesn't think it look is, like a toho movie it looks like an yeah, ultraman episode so there is feels there's a disconnect from what your brain is wanting and perceiving yeah. and versus what you're getting feedback from you know yeah so uh I personally loved it. I really love how fucked up the the final war suit is starting to look. Like his skin around his head is like more flaky. So it makes it look like he's just got a much craggier head than well, usual. Well, I think that's I think that came about because of the re-sculpt. Yeah, I think it's done for the head. Oh no, absolutely. I think it's falling you, apart and like well, in the yeah. process of compare, them putting it back together, it looks more alligatory. I love but it. But if you put them yeah, if you put if you put the side by side of the Final War suit from this year to the Final War suit from last year, they completely redid the head oh, yeah. of the Final War suit. Because like it was bad in the hetero short. Like it couldn't close its mouth. Like it couldn't even open its mouth all the way. Like whenever it uses its breath in the hetero short, like if I think they digitally like put its bottom jaw to open more than it was. Cause like you can tell as he fires the beam in the hetero short, like it, like it doesn't look natural to like an animatronic. Whereas in this one, like, no, it's like, it actually has movement in its head and eyes. And um, I do think that if they're going to keep doing this, which, that's part of the news in just a second. Um, I think that it they need to they need to go. Let's recreate a Godzilla suit. Like let's recreate a Showa Godzilla suit or a one of the Heisei Godzilla suits. You know, like let's let's spend let's spend that little bit of money to make a suit for these events instead of trying to use the Final War suit because there's only a few more times before it just breaks down completely. The the suit is from 2004, even if it's been touched up. I mean, it's it's old. Um, and Toho never builds these suits to last. So, you know, that's, that's, that's the, I just think, I just think that's, that would be, that would be a good thing for them to do for next year. Um, speaking of next year, uh, we did find out that it's the, uh, I mean, find out we knew this, but it's the 50th anniversary of Megalon. Uh, yeah. so, it's Megalon. so we got our two logos for Jet Jaguar and Megalon, uh, which is very much teasing that the next, uh, short film is going to be Godzilla against Megalon. 
uh, with Jet Jaguar probably helping out. Um, if he doesn't so give have a to big thumbs up, two suits. <laughs> it could just yeah do a redo Godzilla versus Megalon. You know, just that final fight, but instead of in. <laughs> yeah, instead of it being like an eighty minute long fight, just like a little five minute <laughs> fight where all all four of them are doing stuff. You know, yeah. Uh, as long as we get the, if it's still the final war suit, please give me the the tail slide with the final oh, war suit. Oh God, yeah! <laughs> give me the drop yeah, kick. I just want to see that. That'd be very good. Um, um. So okay, so one last big Godzilla Day um news, and then there's a there's a there's a one that I'm wrapping into the fourth piece of news. Um, so. A uh, big surprise that we didn't catch because we didn't see it or hear about it until it was discovered on a article that was written about the Godzilla Day event, um, a Japanese article that was translated, um, is that uh, Toho also announced that uh, they are starting a, to release the Godzilla Island show from the 90s, uh, never been shown in the U.S. at all. Uh, that it was always made with a combination of animation as well as the Godzilla figures, like yeah. just kind of roaring and punching each other. It's basically um, a toy commercial. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but it's a 250 ep- 56 episode series, um, and it was a big staple in Japan in the 90s. But they're going to be releasing it on the Godzilla YouTube channel in the states with subtitles, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. starting I, very I, soon. I, I don't remember who it was that said it, but someone's like, oh, yeah, Tokyo Signals is going to be eating well soon. As soon as you said 293. No, sorry. Tokyo Signals will. 56 episodes. Tokyo Um, Signals will not be eating that well that soon. No, no. uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be one that Rob's going to just have to pick his favorite episodes from. Uh, uh, Let me just talk about those. Kind of like, like, uh, well, well, at least, here's the thing. At least Gojiban is set up into seasons. So we'll at least be able to go, this is season one, and, and cover like, like four episodes. story arcs, like, it seems, yeah. you know? Oh, well, starting in season two, there's definitely story arcs. Um, there's Biolante stuff at the end of season two. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, so that was that was announced kind of in the back end, but that's very, very cool for uh, people like me who have never seen that show, other only seen like little snippets of it or like little, you know, pictures of the chibis the, the, of the actual animation. Um, I never got a chance to see like the the female Godzilla. Oh, Gojiran! Yeah, Gojiran. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's gonna be fun. Um, and then the final thing that happened, which actually happened early in the day, but I left it for last because we found out more about this literally seconds before we started recording. Um, so we got the first teaser trailer for Godzilla being in Gigabash. Um, he shows up on December 6th, 9th, beginning of De- December 9th. Uh, yes. Um, and, um, it's, uh, it's definitely Heisei Godzilla or some like stylized version of Heisei Godzilla. Uh, we, in the teaser trailer, you only get to see him for a split second. Um, but you do get to see, uh, something kind of interesting with his spikes. Uh, seems they brought, uh, kind of, uh, inspiration from the monster verse, with the way that he charges up his spikes, because it actually goes from the tail up, which is kind of you know interesting because Heisei never did that, so very neat. Um, and then today, so we knew we knew this going in, but we didn't know specifics, and we still don't really, but we know a little bit. Um, so we knew that when Godzilla got brought into Gigabash, that it wasn't just a deal for Godzilla; it was a deal for Godzilla and some other Toho monsters. But we didn't know, like, how many. We didn't know who. We still don't know who, 
but we do know how many now. We know that it's Godzilla and then uh, three others. So it's going to be four total Toho monsters in Gigabash, which that's nothing to shake a stick at. That's a pretty significant, like addition to the roster of Gigabash because Gigabash only has like, I think they have eight characters total. So yeah, like, like that, yeah. that's four new characters to make so, it. <laughs> I mean, obviously like other than, you know, Jet Jaguar, who we know will definitely be there. And obviously King <laughs> Caesar, obviously, uh, oh, who man. are the other two that you think would show up? I, I was talking about it this with Rob a little bit before the cast. I do think Jet Jaguar would be a good one. Um, just because it kind of fits the style of the game. Like, I think, you know, they have... I mean, because Gigabash is also the game that has the fat Ultraman guy. Like, literally, the Ultraman who's... who's oh, yeah, the retired Ultraman. Yeah, because he, he doesn't fight monsters anymore. So I think Jet Jaguar would fit perfectly in that style of comedy uh, that, the, that the game has going with it. Um, uh, I think... Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, do I, like, a bit, number one on my list and the number one on most people's list would be King Ghidorah. Um, I don't know if if Ghidorah is possible, um, because it would just be a lot of different mechanics that they'd have to introduce into the game with how Ghidorah would move and do things. Like, and what's you know what the, I mean? like what's the power ceiling in Gigabash right now? Like... Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's, know how he would fit it's, in. Uh, it's the anime. Uh, uh, no, it's the Noodle anime. Boy. It's Noodle. <laughs> so it's just like a giant swirling vortex that moves across the map and like infinitely stretching items. heads just stretch out and start zapping if were people. Like, like Smash Bros. style, like assist oh, trophies. That would yeah. be 100% oh, yeah. what it would be. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, I mean, Rob and I kind of briefly mentioned there was a there was a comment like right under the announcement of Space Godzilla. Oh yeah, um, I think he would be great just because you know Rob and I both said it. Um, he'd be basically just a palette swap for the most part of yeah. the character model, but With then like fun different powers crystal and powers and like yeah. you know he could float and stuff, yeah. levitate, and fun like, little yeah. little things, you know. Um, um, but that's I, I was trying to think of like oh well, there should be some some Heisei boys in there yeah Gigan would be fun it'd be funny like if it's just like dog. it's it's just like I mean Hangir seems also like kind of like someone they would yeah. want to add but I don't know if like I would, yeah, there'd I would be like a very fun just because like, yeah just because like it's like oh Godzilla and three villains no let's bring in like Godzilla and a friend like you yeah know, like a buddy you can tag somebody <laughs> um, in yeah, like his so, best yeah, so, friend. So like, Jet Jaguar would fit for that. Like you know, if they if they didn't want to do Anguirus, like they could do a really cool, they could do a fun thing. Like if you're on the same team as as Jet Jaguar, like they could do a great like, because uh, um, <laughs> I think there's win animations if you win. Yeah, oh. like so if it's a team battle, like they could they, do they, like they would do like the mm. thumbs up. Yeah, that or would their little cool. handshake. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know. It's really interesting though. I mean, um, the fact that once again, the fact that Gigabash is getting four Godzilla monsters makes it way more significant than just, oh, Godzilla's a guest character. It's like, oh, no, it's it's a well, whole it's, thing. Like, Yeah. <laughs> and Toho has shown that if you work well with them once, they'll go back to you later. So this possible. could mean future DLCs of, like, getting uh, some mecha Godzillas in there. Some not just future DLC, man. I mean, if they're, if they're impressed two. by the sales, not even just Gigabash 2, they might just be like, hey, develop a Godzilla fighting game for us. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they may just go like, hey, like, you guys are great. We love what you did. Like, develop a full-on Godzilla fighting game. Like, it's possible. It is 100% possible. 
Um, but once again, that's only if we support the DLC. So everybody support the DLC. Also, I haven't played Gigabash personally myself, but everybody I've talked to that's played it has said it's super, super fun. And uh, it's like a really great like party fighter. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna pick it up. Obviously, probably on the ninth. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, it's it's pretty exciting, pretty cool stuff. Um, and speaking of Godzilla stuff, we've got not a lot of comic, but surprising amount of uh, a lot of deep lore, <laughs> a lot of context that you have to give to fully understand and appreciate what the hell we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's go on our short break and then uh, let's let's get talking about this comic. After these messages, we'll be right back. And welcome back to for us to talk about two for us to talk about the Dark Horse Godzilla King of the Monsters comics. We're off to a uh, great start. I mean, to be fair, 90s. that's about the level of like writing, like that yeah, sentence structure. Yeah, that sentence structure matches the plot structure. You know, especially especially towards the the later half. Of oh my god. Um. So okay, so here's the deal. I kind of explained it at the beginning, but essentially what happened is. So Dark Horse got the rights to Godzilla's name. Godzilla sure specifically. Did. Specifically Godzilla. Uh, but um, originally what they did is they re- released the uh, G84 manga as a comic, which we will cover on the cast. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. So it was just a translation of the G84 manga that released with the film. Um, then... They released the first comic that we're going to be talking about as a solo color special comic that was originally not going to go anywhere. It was just supposed to be like a solo outing. Like they weren't going to do an ongoing at first. They were only yeah. going to do like individual, like little smattering of issues. This and was then, the, the 86, 87 sort of no, prequel thing. Yeah, this is the yeah the prequel one that we that that like has a completely different art style. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, completely different direction. It's it like, like just completely like different. ten years earlier. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, we get to the mid '90s, and they were like, "Hey, let's actually start a an ongoing using that as a jumping off point." Uh, and it has a completely different art style, completely different creative team behind it. Oh, man. But it does use the first comic as a jumping off point. And to to its to its uh, point, in issue zero of that run, the ongoing run, which we're going to cover, they do kind of go back over a lot of the uh, stuff that happens in the original comic. Because, once again, as Cameron just said, there was a big gap of time. Yeah. Between the original comic coming out and the ongoing starting. So they wanted to do like kind of a previously on uh, kind of thing. Um, so we're going to cover that and then the first two arcs of the ongoing. Now, when I say the first two arcs, they're pretty defined in the comic. Like if you're reading it, you can definitely tell when oh, the yeah. arcs change. Um, but the third arc in the comic is this weird time travel arc that is hilarious and weird but it's completely separate from the others. The only thing that carries over is characters. Um, oh, it's a filler arc. Is, yes, it's very much a filler arc. 
but it and and it unfortunately it's it, that one runs right up to when it got canceled so it doesn't have a really good definitive ending unfortunately um so what we're going to do we're going to cover the the first bit of the ongoing up to the end of the second arc and then Next time, not next week or anything like that, but next time we cover the Dark Horse comics, we'll go back in and we're going to cover the time travel stuff, as well as all the additional, like, Godzilla versus Hero Zero, Godzilla versus the cool Daimajin uh, statue. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, there's all these, like, one-off things that were just also produced by Dark Horse with Godzilla. Um, so we'll cover all those in the next episode when we do Dark Horse. Um now, key thing to know before we even get into the plot of this this comic is that they only had the rights kaiju-wise to Godzilla. So all Nobody the monsters else. that he fights, uh, all everything else, completely new creations. Some of them are references to Toho monsters. Uh, very G98 ca- uh, cartoon where they were like, oh, this one's kind of Batra and Mothra. Uh, but it's not actually Batra and Mothra. Um so that's something to keep in mind going in. And then Rob has a really funny story with the other thing that they got the rights to, which I will save for uh, creature design. Oh, yeah. Or not a creature design, for when we get to that plot point in the comic. So um, just like previous comics, when we've done them, Cameron, you and I like, know this structure even more than Rob just because of the Marvel comics. Oh, yeah. We kind of go by issue, but we're mostly going to be – talking about like the overall plot of the arcs just kind of talking about just generalized stuff that happens in each issue then we'll do all our normal stuff uh art is going to be a little different this time instead of taking talking about art at the end we're going to talk about art as we go through the comic because there are four definitive art changes and you can definitely tell what they are and it'll be easier to talk about them as it happens in the comic versus waiting to the end and then trying to go back and be like, well, in the first issue, it was like this. So we'll just we'll just talk about art as we go along this time around. Uh, so that's the structure of the episode for today. Now let's go into the plot. <laughs> um, so in yeah. what I would call issue zero, so the original comic from the 80s. Yes. Um, so we have a... Um, very sorrowful at the beginning story of uh, this woman kind of staring out of a window. Written in the uh, 80s where she says, it reminds me of the day when the towers fell. <laughs> I was like, whoa! whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs> Different towers, don't worry. Yeah, she's just talking about buildings in general. Um, but uh, anyway... Um, so it's 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 very sorrowful, very like it sets a pretty dark tone, honestly, at the beginning of the comic because she's very she's talking about like when her parents died and like when the world went to hell when Godzilla showed up. Um, so this comic, I love to make fun of this comic because uh, they just, I think they thought it was cool, but they keep like being like the call. The call awoken him. <laughs> the yeah. call woke him up. They the hear call. the call. What's but what's the call coming from, Kyle? It's coming from the slab. <gasps> Return the slab. <laughs> but wait, uh, so if Godzilla was under the ocean and these other monsters aren't in it yet, then who <gasps> was slab? Oh. <gasps> okay, so. Um, so once again, comic very eighties, uh, very eighties art style, especially oh, in this first comic. It's the most eighties uh, thing I think I've seen in a while. <laughs> um, so the story goes as such: 
Um, so they discover on a construction site, um, very, it's very stereotypical uh, 80s storytelling, honestly. Construction site, they find some sort of fossil. In this case, they find the slab. Um, and so they shut the construction site down because they're like, it's a, it's something we got to study. It kind of um, reminds me so of the opening, the opening of Rain Mario of Fire. Oh, and or Rain also Fire the too. Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so, um, we meet up with the, the woman who at the beginning was talking about her, the death of her family. She's a little girl, of course, who I'll talk about the art in a second. Uh, she, <laughs> A little girl with an interesting, interesting face. For her. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, so they're they're disc- they're ta- they they found this giant slab. Um, essentially, it's just this big gray rock um, that has two um, crosses on it, and on each layer of the cross, on any angle, it has pictures of just monsters. Um, and uh, the guy studying it is her father. Um, and he's like, oh, I don't know what, you know, there's like some unknown writing. I don't know what this is. Like we're, we're trying to, trying to figure it out. And of course the construction head is just like, no, screw you. Like we want to get back on time. Um, and this guy is Mr. Helzer. Keep him in mind. Cause he is a character that comes back later. Um, the little girl's name is Noriko. Once again, keep her in mind. Cause she's a character who comes back later. Um, so random scientist guy, uh, they're studying the rock. It's radioactive. Uh, idiot scientist puts his arm inside of a hole, uh, and an eel pops out. Because of course like it does. His arm. Yeah, uh, that's what happened. <laughs> Very violent. Um, so what's in here? Yeah, uh, guy. Yeah, the guy. I think he loses his arm. We never see him again. But um, anyway, so the. The little girl saw it, so she's having nightmares because of the the, the horrific scene that she saw. Uh, But her father is actually starting to really break down what this, uh, what the slab is, and actually starting to, like, find uh, little hints that there are mysterious creatures. Honestly, this comic is very in line with, like, the beginning of the MonsterVerse, almost. Like, it's very, like... Um, you know, there's mysterious creatures. They've been around forever. They've like, you know, some have destroyed ships and they're just oh, yeah. missing. Like, it's very similar. There's just like mysterious stuff that's happened in our past that we never had an explanation from for. But now that we have the slab, it's all starting to kind of piece together for the scientist, um, including a, a tease at uh, some some locusts. Um, a giant flying UFO bird, uh, and uh, of course Godzilla himself. It's as big as a battleship. Tail. Yes. UFO bird uh, made we'll of t- antimatter. <laughs> um, so he is—he's starting to realize like how, like oh god, this slab is basically telling us about the apocalypse, basically telling us when the world is going to end and the monsters are going to be re uh, resummoned by the call. Um, the call. The call, um, and it's going to bring all of them to Japan because that's where the slab is now. Uh, of course, nobody believes him. He instantly gets fired from his job. Uh, but basically, he goes home and he's just like, oh, yeah, I got fired. This really, really sucks. And then, like, suddenly the call is already happening. Basically, the comic just really jumps straight into it. Uh, locusts start showing up. Um, the ocean is filled with the sea creatures that are running away from Godzilla, which I thought was a really fun scene. Um, Godzilla shows up. He instantly just starts destroying Tokyo. Um, 
there's some really like interesting moments in this episode or in this issue with like um characterization for Godzilla, like where he's like staring at the buildings and he's like he remembered the world that he had once ruled and voiced his displeasure at the change as he blew, blasts his breath. Um, there's a really cool um, moment in the art where they reference the original uh, G54 poster. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a big it's, splash page. Honestly, the, the intro narration here, like, there was another comic we covered a ways from now where it's like baby's first, like, you know, deep, meaningful yeah. text. This feels more like appropriately, like you know, like yeah. trying to understand an un- an ununderstandable creature with yes. poetry. It's very, yes. but it like it does it way more maturely than like some of the oh, stuff sure. we've read later, like down the line. Yeah, so no, I, I liked it a lot. No, yeah, I, 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 as much as I make fun of the call thing, I, I mean, it, it is pretty effective. Okay, well, like, the, I, the call, <laughs> the call over and that is not good. We can still say the call, saying the call. <laughs> over and over again. Yeah, um, especially call. because ultimately, and I'm going to say it, the plot goes nowhere. Yes, mm-hmm. the plot, literally, other than introducing a couple of characters, the plot of this entire comic doesn't go anywhere, not just in itself, but across the, uh, the rest of There's an implication. The story. There's an implication yes. in the next one that like Godzilla was still just doing stuff for a while after after this and then passed just out. Just doing stuff. You oh, know. We'll, but we'll, we'll, we'll get, get into that. To we'll get back to it. Um, <laughs> so we get we get a chance to see uh, a couple of other monsters. Um, and uh, one of them is uh, obviously well, okay, there's We'll talk about them in monster design to really go break them down. But they're basically all three of the big monsters that we see here are references to other Toho monsters that they don't have the rights to. Uh, one of them is almost a reference to, as as Camera joked earlier, um, a certain uh, giant claw. Uh, oh yeah, with the antimatter kind of thing. But anyway, um, moving on. So basically, uh, they realize that the slab is what's bringing the monsters here once again. So the scientist, uh, her dad, and uh, uh, Mister Heltzer the construction guy basically take two helicopters, one that grabs the slab and the other one to distract Godzilla long enough so that the slab can get away and get further over to the ocean. Uh, so the dad immediately crashes away, crashes his helicopter into Godzilla's face. Um, With no hesitation. No just, hesitation. Just, just like, ah. get away from my family and crashes the helicopter and dies. Um, so the slab gets taken away. Godzilla immediately starts following the slab. However, on his way out, he uh, crushes the building that the mother and uh, Noriko were in. Um, the mother immediately gets completely destroyed and crushed by the building. Noriko is just slightly away from it, so she survives. Uh, Heltzer, uh, once again, is dragging the slab out there. All the other monsters start to catch up to him. He basically drops the slab into the middle of the ocean. All the monsters that can follow it down into the ocean. Um, and Heltzer flies back to a burning Tokyo where Noriko is seen in the rubble. Uh, Noriko actually finds a scale that fell off of Godzilla when the helicopter hit him in the head. Um, and Noriko then reveals that she has been studying that scale her entire life to eventually get revenge on Godzilla to get to, to, to make him make him pay to get my uh, revenge as a revenge story. Um, okay. So before we move on, as I said, uh, let's talk about the, art um in this first issue uh, um, i'm I, okay 
I, I here's like here's the, the pro. Here's the pros. I'm going to start with that. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's a very very 80s comic, so like it's very angular, and obviously like the scan the scan that we're looking at mm-hmm. has like kind of dulled colors. Yes. The thing I will say that I really like that is weird, and I don't know, I don't, I can't say it's good, but I like it. Is the Godzilla design is this weird hybrid of Showa and Heisei Godzilla? Yes. Where we you love have the blended Godzilla. Very... The full details of that okay. monster design. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about monsters. I want to talk just about the art specifically. Because nah. okay. if we because when we do the creatures, we can go into like the specifics. Because Godzilla has four different designs that are slight yeah, yeah, variations yeah. of each True. other. So like, we can talk about those this one all is one the hand, most unique. Whole. I'll say. Yes, I'll say very that much. Yes. Um, and yeah, the the art style in general is very much that like, you know, <laughs> it's got that like pulp. Rob Liefeld era. <laughs> well, it's got that like pulp comic feel to it. Do you know what I mean by that? Like with with the sketchiness on their faces. Like yeah, we're still talking comic, about the eighties I mean, or the nineties yes, one. Okay, the 80s. yeah, we're this talking the eighties. Yeah, yeah, the eighties has very like the the. One thing that I find very it's it's very specific to like eighties comics is they use um, vertical lines for shading. Yeah, there's a lot of that, like on their faces. Yeah, uh, and it gives and it a very yeah, like sketched. Yeah, uh, look to it. Yeah, it's 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 a very unique look. I mean, it's definitely once again, it definitely shows like what era it's from very clearly on its face. Yeah. But like, I, I I think the one negative I would say about the art is that sometimes, especially on Noriko. The faces are a little wonky. <laughs> like the proportions yeah. are a little weird. It, I, they can't do Dutch angles, you know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but they certainly try. They try. Like the intro, literally the introduction of Noriko, where she's a little girl. She looks like a monkey. Like her, her mm-hmm. like. There's just no defining sketch to her like nose, so it's literally just like nose holes instead of like an actual nose. So she has like, a skull just, face. She looks like a, yeah, she looks like a skull. Um, it's weird. It's very odd. Um, but oh, I mean, overall though, like I said, I think, uh, you know, it, you know, we're about to get to the actual ongoing, which has a very specific style for, uh, especially the, the actual next arc, um, that, uh, yeah, this is very different from that. But as Rob said, like, and we'll talk about the Godzilla design in a second, um, it is kind of a show mixed with the Heisei era, which is interesting because the next Godzilla design is very definitively Heisei. Um, so, all right. So moving on to the actual ongoing. So once again, this next issue very much is a continuation of the original comic, but also really setting up the world of the ongoing at the same time. So we have the two returning characters. We have Noriko as an old woman scientist and Mr. Heltzer as basically her pilot. Um, and, and like, you know, He's he's working with her on the 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 uh, way to kill Godzilla, um, but we get introduced to our G Force team um, from the comics, and now I'm not sure about this uh, because I don't know in the order everything came out, but I think the G Force actually might have been introduced in uh, one of the solo comics before this. Um, because it is implied that Godzilla didn't just like stay here where the slab fell; yeah. like he's... it's implied that he came back. Yeah, um, some of the dialogue which kind of makes it weird because, like, th- yeah, there, there's a big time jump, and it's clearly that like the narrative between this fir- the first comic and this are supposed to be tethered together. Yes, but 
Godzilla's just comatose for a reason. He's sleeping. He's I, sleepy. Yeah, <laughs> I, they don't really like. Ex- it's not. There's no explanation for why. It's not like things happen to him. He's just. Eh, he's just asleep. He's not in ice. He hasn't no. been poisoned yet. He's, he's just well, asleep. Spoilers. He's taking a break. For he, once. he hasn't been blasted by an enemy. There's no specific reason. So he's just floating. Um, and some people are already in that, like, oh, Godzilla is like you know part of nature kind of mindset. So it feels like a conversation has happened at some point in which, yes, like the discussion of like is Godzilla good, you know, has already happened for these characters because of how they react to Noriko's yes. plan. And I'm, so, like I said, I'm pretty sure yeah. I know exactly which comic it is that happened. Oh but yeah, I, I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure. Like when we when we do come back to Dark Horse, I think that we'll be all able to point at it and be like, "Oh, oh okay. this is the comic that happened before." <laughs> like it's not like he ends up going to sleep above the slab in that comic, but just like the way that they talk about Godzilla in that comic seems like a precursor to this, more so a than an after this. Um, because because Godzilla goes through some stuff in this comic for sure, uh, yeah. That uh, that does. he sure does. <laughs> so okay, so basically we get introduced to our G Force team. So you've got um, Kazushi and Reiko, uh, which are the husband and wife. Then you've got uh, Take, uh, uh, who is Reiko's little brother, uh, and then you've got Kino, the big muscly uh, guy. Uh, the, Every the... 90s comic need one. <laughs> yeah. <They> need one. <laughs> uh, the Rob Liefeld character. For yes, sure. yeah. very much. Um, Where's all those pouches? Honestly, they're, they're looks empty fun. without them. <laughs> they're a pretty fun uh, G-Force team. I, I, we don't get much from them in this first issue, but we do get to know them a little bit better throughout the arcs. They, they're still very, like, it's a 90s comic, so it's they're very, like, just, what's the word? stereotypes i guess not not really but like well they're just extremely yeah archetypical characters where they don't necessarily have like personas that evolve beyond just like they're very like generic traits yes um but they're fun and they work with like the idea that the main character of the comic is supposed to be godzilla Yes. Uh, or at least the story is supposed to kind of like keep going back to Godzilla's narrative. Um, but let's talk about Godzilla's narrative a little well, bit. Well, cause... okay. Well, hold on. <laughs> We're almost there. So, okay. So essentially, um, and once again, uh, this is the start of the second arc of the comic that we cover yeah. today. So this will be the, we'll, we'll get to the art of this at the end of this arc, because this is all uh, drawn by Art Adams, uh, who does all the covers for all the comics, but he only worked till the end of this first arc as the as the main artist for the the comic. So um, essentially, uh, Noriko, like I said, has been developing a way to kill Godzilla. It turns out that using the scale, she came up with a poison uh, that will uh, basically stop the nuclear reactions inside of Godzilla to the point where he will start breaking down. Uh, and she didn't think about out. it very much after that. No, she did not. <laughs> Unfortunately uh, for her, she she did not think much more than I want revenge, <laughs> um, and, which does come back to bite them pretty quickly. Um, so she launches her, 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 her syringe missile at Godzilla as he's sleeping. Um, and uh, it's a really funny, there's a really funny <laughs> panel that I have to point out where she looks like the Joker. Yes. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> when she pulls the needle out, for some reason, he drew her like the freaking Joker. Anyway, um, so it's very like anti-nuclear energy bacteria from Biolante for sure. Um, so the needle goes in. Godzilla stays sleeping. They think it did nothing. Then all of a sudden, he wakes up with a vengeance. Uh, he disintegrates a bird. Uh, when he wakes up, which I always thought was really funny. Um, and then he starts <laughs> bleeding profusely from his eyes and his, like, lips. Um, he, and get, he gets uh, he gets reversed uh, young Garyed. Yes. Uh, his <laughs> nose, his mouth is all foamy with blood, and, yeah, he's bleeding out of his eyes. Pretty yeah. sick. It's pretty wild. Pretty cool. Like, pretty, pretty sick in, like, a gross way, but also pretty sick yeah. in, like, a 90s. That's pretty rad. It's like, almost... <laughs> it's it's comically gross. Yes. <laughs> like, he's... Just, like, it, so, it feels like the, the locusts from Dominion catching on fire and still flying away. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that's how the issue ends. Is Godzilla starts bleeding, and then he goes back to, back to sleep. Um... <laughs> Uh, the next issue uh, picks up uh, with a amazing first splash panel with Godzilla attacking Hollywood uh, that I always thought was really, really cool. Um, but it turns out to just be like a, what if? Is Godzilla going to attack Los Angeles? <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, Godzilla wakes up uh, or, or reappears uh, about 77 miles north of Vancouver, to be exact. So he's up in hmm. Canada. Hmm. Um, and... Uh, so the G Force uh, immediately uh, flies off to uh, to basically use their new technology that they've developed to try and uh, placate Godzilla using a, a sonic device. Uh, speaking of which, you'll find it really funny when you read the novel that uh, that same similar kind of plot comes up in that novel as well. <laughs> um, uh, then we of course get introduced to our new character. Uh, the reporter uh, who has a huge crush on the nerdy guy from G Force, uh, which huge is crush. very, very interesting. Um, <laughs> um, oh yeah, that line where uh, and this is a little bit later in the comic, but it's it's relevant here, uh, where the sister of uh, of our our main dude. Uh, is saving the reporter gal, and the reporter yes. gal's like, you know, oh, we got to get out of here. And scientist sister is like, you got to tell me, are you flirting with my brother just because you want information? And then they 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 superhero dive away from an explosion. She and then she she helps the sister up, and she goes, no, I'm hitting on your brother because he's an absolute hunk. And the sister <laughs> goes, I can't argue with that. And I, <laughs> and then the Folgers <laughs> commercial started playing in my head. <laughs> that sounds like the writer was like and then they both kissed him super hard and they said we're so glad that you didn't go to prom and instead wrote comic i mean did uh science for godzilla yeah, that makes you hot and really cool weird. um so okay so one weird character thing that i i don't think any of us are particularly gonna bring it up so Noriko and and Mr. Helzer, I guess apparently like even though she like committed a horrible act by like getting onto their ship and then poisoning Godzilla, like everybody's okay now when this comic picks up because it's fine. She's working as a scientist for G Force now, and Mr. Helzer, I guess is just she their learned pilot the again. error. She learned the errors of her ways. I mean, and here's the thing. Ultimately, like 
what was Godzilla even doing in the interim period that this is somehow worse than what Godzilla is normally doing? Because like, exactly. as far no, as I sure. can tell, it's the same old, same old with Godzilla, except now he's bleeding profusely no, he's from the thing. Profusely. That's what makes it worse. <laughs> that does. I mean, to be fair, Godzilla running towards you and shooting his, his atomic breath, that's scary. Him doing that, but looking like one of the rage zombies. Uh-oh. 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 Yeah, which there's Uh-oh. some very, very, very good striking art that I know we'll talk about with Godzilla bleeding out of his mouth and stuff in this in this Whoa. first issue specifically. Uh, it's it's really really interesting. Anyway, um, we also get introduced to our other uh, uh, other important character that becomes really important in the next arc, uh, Colonel Cameron. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm Colonel uh, Cameron, is... and I have no secrets. <laughs> who is the military liaison that dis- that is uh, directly in line with G-Force. Um, he is, in this first arc, or the second arc, I guess, of the comic, a very, like, aggressive military man, but there's a little bit of dark stuff that we see towards the end of the second arc that hints towards mm-hmm. the third arc. But I think that there's no real subtlety of a transition between this arc and the next arc of his character. But we'll get there when we get there. Um, so we get some really cool Godzilla action as he is uh, kind of going through um, like very like forced areas, which is always fun for Godzilla because we don't usually get to see Godzilla in a non-urban environment. Um, Godzilla uh, gets placated by the sonic device, but the sonic device explodes because it has been tampered with uh, by a sabotage, um, which we don't get a full explanation for but there's a big theory of exactly what happens with it rob is like (laughs) i I know exactly listen i know i know what happened yes someone was monkeying around (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) got him um anyway uh hurt my throat i'm sorry everybody (laughs) so they're trying to find a way to to take out godzilla um, of course, the military area has been developing uh, a, a mecha, if you will. A oh, yeah. Cybersaur. Um, because the best thing again, they've ever made. They could not make use mecha Godzilla, so they built their own mecha that is just a giant dinosaur thing. I don't know. It's it cool. reminds we'll me of Dino from the Flintstones, and I can't explain why. <laughs> mecha Dino. <laughs> um. So we get some more stuff. Like basically, their their VTOL crashes whenever the sabotage happens. Uh, the news helicopter picks them up, um, and they are, uh, you know, that's how they're kind of keeping up with Godzilla and, uh, and such. And then once again, the cyber source shows up in its full glory at the end of that issue. Um, next issue is uh, basically the big battle between Cybersaur and Godzilla. Um, <laughs> what a battle it, it is. Horribly, horribly wrong for the Cybersaur. Uh, <laughs> um, the pilots are pretty, pretty dumb. Uh, it, it, the, the first pilot, at least. The, the, the captain guy who you think is going to be this badass and that he immediately just gets killed. Uh, <laughs> Um, so the Cybersword crashes. Uh, it's very uh, very in line with Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2, kind of like that first Mechagodzilla battle where Mechagodzilla shows up, does some stuff for a split second, and then Godzilla overheats him, and then he just falls over. Uh, it's kind of similar to that. I wonder, I don't know if they, uh, like, if it's a direct reference to that or not, but it's very similar to that. Um, we or get Cybersword. Some of the 
<laughs> we get some of the uh, the rom- the romance uh, between uh, the nerdy guy Take and the reporter, um, which immediately gets cut off by them tr- uh, getting into their new VTOL so that they can try and fix the sonic device. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the hunk uh, G Force guy is like, "I'll pilot it. I'll fix it too." So he goes off to fix the Cybersaur. Um, the VTOL with the rest of the G-Force lands at the military operation that is uh, trying to stop Godzilla from going for any further into the population. Uh, they basically light a lake on fire. Yeah, uh, they do. To... Another, <laughs> another instance of, ah, uh, oh, gosh dang it, our technology isn't working. But don't worry. Uh, their technology was basically flooding a lake with, like, I don't know, oil and... <laughs> <laughs> there was supposed to be, I don't know, some electrodes that were stick to, stuck in the water, but the electrodes didn't work. Someone tampered with our device. Don't worry. The colonel's here, and he's got a cigar, so he just flicks well, okay. it into the water. So that's the thing. It's it's not the colonel. It's that's, not? It's weird. It looks is it exactly just some like guy? the colonel, but it's not the colonel. Yeah. It's, oh. Uh, he is a, they say it, he's like a major, I believe. <laughs> Uh, he's a yeah, mage? major. This is Doctor Kagaku. Like, yeah. So, like, oh, I, I don't know why they drew him exactly like the Colonel, but they are not. But they the same forgot. Character. They well, what happened is they <laughs> forgot. Do you think that they knew what they were doing page to page? I'm willing to bet that they just came in every day and just drew something new. Yeah, <laughs> cocaine was, will do that. It was like it the storytelling like stick, sometimes. you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, so, uh, obviously, as Rob said, there were electrodes in the water that didn't work because the Cybersaur was using the electrodes to recharge itself so that it could get back up and fight Godzilla again. So the Cybersaur comes back at the end of the episode, uh, this time actually piloted by the Hunk. Uh, he ta- he actually uses the Cybersaur correctly uh, and uh, takes out Godzilla with the G-Buster, a giant chest cannon that pops yeah. out. Yeah. Which um, we don't really... So we see them both charging their attacks. We don't see a beam clash. We just see the end result, which is the cannon is exploded, so it's falling over and Godzilla going ah. <laughs> yeah, well, we see we see the beams go both be like we one like on the left we see the G Buster firing, the yeah. Godzilla firing as but breath, there's no impact. And then the next shot is, the is thing just Godzilla that's... going because ah! <laughs> it's not like there's an explosion behind, like radiating out from behind Godzilla. Yeah, so like it's it was a like, very comic shot. Does wait, that make sense? Like yeah. <laughs> I guess then show it, show Godzilla from behind and have him going like ah you know ah. don't show his face <laughs> with the giant onomatopoeia of the giant screonk as he says oh, he falls over no he never says screonk all of his yells are different well and no he does I say screonk eventually it's not here oh. though it's in um, he's got <laughs> Yeah, he 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 does. It's variations of Screonk. He has Ronk, Reonk, like just like the back half of it. Here he on. does say Scree at one point. Scree. So it's, like, it's all variations of what it. What was but... the one that I screenshot that was like, hey, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah, there's there's a lot of Screonks uh, for sure. This the, this comic is the, what defined the Screonk. I will say it that way. This really? is what gave the, the onomatopoeia, if I remember when we correctly. started our Skronkin. Um. So what? Anyway, yeah. So uh, Godzilla gets taken out by the G Buster. Um, oh. And yeah. uh, he early is now on, lying dead, quote unquote, on the ground with uh, yeah. that same poisonous blood just continuously just leaking out of his face. Um, turns out, however, leading into the next issue, 
that that roar was heard throughout the galaxy. <gasps> Whoa! Uh, and we get a villain monster coming in in the third issue, uh, which is Bagara, the giant bat monster, which is so freaking cool. I can't wait to talk about his design. Um, so anyway, uh, so the Cybersword's just kind of chilling. Godzilla's passed out. Uh, the military and G-Force are like, hey, what's going on? Colonel Cameron shows up and is like, hey, like, is he dead? Because he should be dead. We should kill him is if he's he not dead. dead. Uh, All right, bye. And then uh, the doctor starts feeling bad because uh, Colonel Cameron kind of put it in her brain. Once again, little machinations from Cameron here. That, yep, uh, <laughs> I'm full of them. Uh, that he, he that she is the cause of anything that happens now that Godzilla has been poisoned. Um, like if he goes into the water supply, Godzilla could poison the water supply because of the, the blood leaking out of his mouth. Like anyway, so it makes her be like, oh my god, maybe I, maybe I was in the wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I should have thought more about what I did. Uh, basically, setting her up to unpoison Godzilla in this issue. Um, anyway. So Godzilla's passed out. Cybersaur's there. Um, Bagara shows Cybersaur's up from space. there. <laughs> uh, Bagara shows up from space. We get a confrontation between Bagara and uh, the Cybersaur, which immediately goes bad. Uh, basically, the Cybersaur hits it once, and then it like causes a sonic screech that like makes everybody go deaf anywhere in the area of the Cybersaur. Um, Great job, Cybersaur. Uh, Mr. Hel- Mr. Helter and Noriko... Uh, break out of their confinement uh, with the cure and head towards where Godzilla is at. Uh, they make another plan to attack Bagara with the Cybersaur. Uh, so we get our next battle with uh, a new... The, basically, they, they change the sonic device that was supposed to placate Godzilla into a reflector to reflect Bagara's sonic scream back at Bagara. Oh. Very, very cool. Yeah. Um, Bagara... Uh, like immediately though like takes out the cybersaur like and just rips out its guts uh <laughs> cybersaur really gets dunked on this whole series yeah <laughs> cybersaur doesn't live past this this issue cybersaur um, is trying his best and he's just not Bagara, uh is a vampire bat so he wants to feed on the blood and he tries to bite cybersaur cybersaur of course is a robot so there's no blood there um, but immediately sees, oh, look, there's a giant bleeding Godzilla corpse next to me. I'm going to go feed on that. Um, unfortunately, Noriko has already fired the the cure uh, for the poison into Godzilla's bloodstream. So Godzilla immediately wakes up, and that's how this issue ends, with Godzilla grabbing Bagara by the throat. Uh, <laughs> which uh, was the last issue of this comic I owned when I was a kid for the longest time. And I was always very upset because I was like, what happens? <laughs> what happens next? Um, so our next issue is uh, the, the big kaiju fight issue uh, with Godzilla versus Bagara. Uh, they essentially are having a battle, but Godzilla's breath... Uh, is still not up to snuff because of the poison. He's still healing in the inside. His so he breath is too cold. Beam. And uh, so Bagara essentially flies away. Godzilla like stomps after Bagara, being like, nope, this isn't over, uh, as Godzilla usually does. Uh, Bagara uh, starts attacking a city. Uh, we get some really cool city destruction in this issue. Um, 
Godzilla eventually shows up to the city as well. They're all like, so there's nothing we can do because Cybersword's already dead. Uh, they do tease that another robot is already being built and will be ready soon, but it is not ready yet, which we'll see in the next issue. Um, but <laughs> this uh, one I like even more than Cybersword, <laughs> just because of its name. Just of oh, name. I love it. It's so bad. It's so much better. It's so much better. Uh, <laughs> Um, so Godzilla and Batman have their cool kaiju fight. Um, honestly, it's very well drawn, very fun. I'm sure. I I, I think I actually will pick this as my favorite moment. Um, Godzilla gets his breath back, defeats Bagara, and then Godzilla does his usual. I'm gonna go off into the sunset and goes away uh, instead of destroying the city. Um, then we get our big tease for arc or part three or arc three uh, with Colonel Cameron killing Noriko <gasps> in her prison cell. Um, with a very suspicious, like, oh, she committed suicide. Um, and, uh, that's also the end of Mr. Heltzer. We never see him again either. So he's either in prison or he's dead too. Um, but he's not a character that carries over to the next plot. So once again, before we move over to the next plot though, um, because this is where the art changes again. So this whole arc that we just talked about in this 30 minute section where I just ran out of breath. Uh, was drawn by the great Art Adams, who is an amazing artist. I, I love his stuff. He has such a good attention to detail that is rarely seen, in, especially in 90s comics, honestly. Like, there's so much, like, there's so much of the art, of, like, the panels with Godzilla in it in this first arc that could be taken alone and just looked at all the little details in it, like all the individual Godzilla scales on the, the, Heisei, design, the Heisei design, like the city around him. Like, he, he just has such a good style to him. I love his art. I don't know. I, I personally just, I've always loved his art. Yeah, um, he drew uh, uh, X-Men for a long time. Yes, he hey. did. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, and he's, he's, I'll say this about him. His human, his humans are not the best, but he at least knows how to draw the humans different from one another so that you can tell who's yeah. who. Like he, he, there's a very specific style that he has it, for his human characters. It's extremely nineties. It is yes. turbo nineties. So like oh, yeah. kind of like tiny eyes, really hyper detailed faces are very like stylized. Um, the uh all of the machinery all the equipment very bright very colorful it almost like to me there were multiple times where it feels like you're you're like seeing an advertisement for a toy from the 50s almost yeah yeah um uh like this would be something that's on the back of the box you know for like the like uh shogun warrior versus cyber rex <laughs> or whatever <laughs> um i I, I do really like the style, though, and it did grow on me more and more as I was reading through it. And the lack of it in later in chapters, it just didn't, <laughs> you know, I missed it. Um, but when I first started reading, I was kind of like, oh, wow, this is so old. But eventually yeah. it became, wow, this is so retro, you know? It's very, yeah, it's very <laughs> retro. It's very... Um, you know, we'll talk about the designs, but I mean, it's very Biogoji, Heisei era... Yeah. Uh, in the design of Godzilla, but it's just, it's, it's so detailed. And like, I, I think, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, I kind of hinted at it for the novel that we'll be talking about next time. But um, one of the things that I think this comic really did for me as a kid was establish this idea of what could Godzilla look like if it wasn't stuck to a man in a suit 
with the effects. Like, what could we see with what Godzilla could do with a Heisei-like design, but moving around like a suit can't and doing things that a suit can't? And I think this comic, especially in this arc, it really does that for me. Like, it really... There's, like, when Godzilla in the... When he's first, when he's poisoned, and he's, like, going through the forest, and he, like, falls into a lake, and he's, like, scrambling on all fours and gets back up. Like, it's, like, that stuff we would never get in a suit. I mean, we just got it in GVK for the first time of Godzilla going on all fours. So, like, it's just stuff like that that, like, really opened my brain to the potential, I suppose, of what we could get. Um, now, to the next issue. Arc three. <laughs> so arc three is uh, I, I the best way I could put this is Predator versus Godzilla. What yeah. would it be like if there was a Predator uh, that was big enough <laughs> that could actually hunt down Godzilla? And what if it had uh, a really I, big chin? So uh, <laughs> old, multiple times, it's kind of they're like uh, battle toads. Yeah, uh, that's what yes. I was thinking when I was battle reading this. Battle toad plus Predator. So uh, multiple times, like. Basically, every page, there's a new reveal that shocked me to my core. And when <laughs> you first see the the alien standing next to Godzilla, because all the other time, it kind of looks like it's forced perspective. Like, we're in the ship with them, or they're, like, looking at humans, or, you know, they're, like, standing yeah, across from buildings. You, you, you don't understand you don't the scale. How big they are. And yeah. then all of a sudden, <laughs> that one is next to Godzilla with, like, a cattle prod, and he is... Like, and I, I was like, something is wrong. He's up to Godzilla's thigh. He's thigh yeah, height. like, oh, he's real big. Yeah. The art, the artist did a whoopsie here. This is a big goof, right? No, that nope. wasn't a bit. That That's wasn't a one. And then I turned to the next page, the next panel, the exact same proportions. I was like, oh my God, they're giant. <laughs> um, so, okay. So Godzilla, uh, from leading from the last issue, uh, Godzilla shows up again in Ohio, Washington, Washington state, uh, Kamas, Washington. Um, so basically he just kind of went to the West and ended up, he headed over, West to seek his <laughs> fortune, uh, over towards Oregon. Um, so are we pick up with our characters pretty much just immediately right after, uh, nothing has really changed. No, uh, no, no new, no new characters are introduced here. Uh, except for like the colonel's left hand uh, woman, um, but we we don't really get any characterization from her. Um, she's just kind of there now uh, with no explanation. Um, the reporter is now apparently a part of G team, like the G force, but like she doesn't stay she hangs that out. way in the next arc. She's like, in fact, she's, she's the, just gone. Well, yeah, she arc. becomes the Yoko Ono of the of the group, and they yeah, had to get comes rid in of her and, and, and steals the nerdy scientist yeah. that she loves so much. Letter G, letter <laughs> yeah, she's, G. She's literally gone. G. Next arc. It's very strange, actually, because see what uh, I did there. The, the kid, yes, okay. but the kid is. Uh, <laughs> The, the the nerdy guy is like hitting on other girls in the next arc, so it's like, yeah. oh, well, it clearly didn't work out. Anyway, <laughs> so Colonel Cameron has done a complete um, what what heel turn, like complete yeah heel turn. Like, oh yeah, now he's just a villain. Like I'm a bad out. guy. He was already <laughs> pretty evil when he blasted the the well, scientist right. lady off camera, but now it's like the but full reveal. Like, objectively yeah. like just outwardly evil like yes <laughs> to the point of being almost an idiot for what the big reveal of him is because he constantly is like 
almost saying the yes. thing that he's not supposed to say. <laughs> um, he's trying real hard not to monologue. <laughs> anyway, so we get a reveal of the new robot. Uh, which we got teased at, and who wants who wants to say the name? Because I feel like one of Cameron, you it's got to be Cameron. I, yeah, uh, it's called the All Tarantula <laughs> because it's because it's a spider, and there's no limit to the ground it can cover. It can rock over do you, rocks. Do you get or it? Snow or loose sand or mud? Do you get it though? The All Tarantula. It's it's all terrain, but it's also a tarantula. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. I wish, let us get that. We got to return back to that. Like, return take me to back. All tarantula. Let's you know, get stupid. Like, That's what I've like, been saying for years, comics. Take comic books and just like reject modernity, embrace tradition, embrace all tarantula. <laughs> all, embrace Spider Man driving a dune buggy. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So the Ultra and Godzilla have a battle. Uh, meanwhile, the aliens are kind of just hovering above, just watching. They can't uh, believe what they're seeing. Yeah, um, they they, they as, as predators or or craven hunters, if you will, want to hunt Godzilla. So they're very upset this, that this alien, this little robot spider, is like damaging their hunt. Um, and eventually. The comic decides to run out of plot, and I'm going to talk about this in my least favorite moment, and be like, oh, you know what worked so well last last arc? Let's just remove Godzilla's ability to fire his beam again. Um, so they remove his ability to fight his beam, fire his in, beam. In the dumbest um, way possible. Yes. Somehow, shooting his atomic breath at the spider, the spider is able to absorb it. Uh-huh. Not just absorb it, but suck somehow siphon even more energy out of Godzilla. Right, and, and then, then they fire a it. trank. Well, yeah. but it, it well, also Godzilla keeps it has a lantern later, every morning that he has to yeah. say his Godzilla signal <laughs> to, to recharge. <laughs> but the thing is that, like, he doesn't get his ability to fire his breath. This is spoilers for later. But he doesn't get his breath back until he destroys the spider, the and then magically yeah. all his energy comes back. To him. Well, Rob, what happened was he doesn't get his breath back until he starts to believe in himself <laughs> oh, again. Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> wow. No, uh, to continue your reference going, Cameron, I mean, it works just like the Martian man, or not Martian manners, the uh, the manhunters do. Like, oh, yeah. they absorb they can, the Green Lantern yeah, ability. Into their, their energy. into their faces. Yep. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Martian Manhunters, that's another thing that these aliens look like. They literally just look like Martian Manhunter. They um, look like John Jones if he was drawn by the guy who, by someone who can only draw Judge Dredd. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, so they, they decide to come out of their, their spaceship. Um, and once again, this is where we get the weird, like, size... Like, I'm not sure how tall they are uh, at, this pri- at this point. Why are y'all so big? Um, they fire a giant uh, bazooka at the Alterantula, uh, seemingly taking it out. And Godzilla looks down at them with a runk <laughs> at the end of the issue, like all confused. Like, what is happening? It's almost like uh, the Biolante, like, surprised face. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so next issue uh, is when we finally get our, finally, like we were looking forward to this. Finally. Uh, we get our Predator versus Godzilla, where the hunters are now... Uh, using their techniques against the against Godzilla. Uh, Took a little too Godzilla long, if you ask me. Is still drunk because of the trank. So they're like, we gotta go wake him up. 
And uh, so the first thing they go to is they take a taser, big old giant taser, and shot Godzilla to wake him up. Which all the humans are immediately like, that's a terrible idea. Don't do that. That's bad. That's stupid. It's go Don't. Badly. No, that's stupid. <laughs> uh, Godzilla immediately figures out he can't fire his breath, but that does not matter because he literally just stomps on the one to kill it. Yeah. And there goes our first alien. Uh, well, hold also, on, Kyle. He kind of belly flops onto him. No, no, that's sc- the later one. The, oh, the first okay. One he I was thinking of the he wrong one. On it. Yeah. Um, that one happens later because there's a really funny moment with that that I'll, <laughs> I'll bring up. Um, but uh, anyway, um, so by the way, the humans split up. So three of the G-Force team take the VTOL to monitor the battle. Uh, and uh, Take and uh, the, the nerdy guy and the reporter stay back with uh, the colonel uh, to head towards the spaceship. Uh, meanwhile, the entire time, the colonel is like... He names the aliens by name. He is, like, saying very suspicious things. If you're paying attention, it's very weird. Like, what's going on? This is He's so eating odd. a diet that consists entirely of fruits and nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, so the kind of the battle continues to uh, Portland, Oregon, where the real final, uh, like, battle of this comic or this arc happens. Uh, the G-Force team, uh, the, the three of them try and communicate with the hunters. Uh, the hunters actually have a universal translator so they can understand what they are saying. Boy, that Uh, is convenient and useful for hunters. Very nineties. Very, very convenient. Um, and this issue actually ends on a cliffhanger with the, uh, the one hunter, the bow hunter pulling out his bow, uh, with Godzilla in the distance. With a big Uh, (laughs) arrow. Big giant bow. It's it, wow. you know, it's it's just how it. That's how he pulls out his works, giant nerf bow. Just to let you know, these these alien species that are giant will evolve and make the exact same weapons that like, listen little bitty humans maybe will make. They work. Yeah, you know, if it's if it ain't broke, can, don't can fix it. it. If this is the best way to propel a thin projectile. <laughs> That it's the best way to do there it. I don't go. know what to tell you. Well, they do have like a real gun that they show for a second afterwards, but it's they true. like using arrows. There's they no do. sport in the yeah. gun. Uh, yeah. This issue specifically, Godzilla is just like peppered with arrows. Like he's just like a pincushion. He's got like Stop. Stop it. 30 don't arrows worry. just sticking out of <laughs> Those <it>. disappear. <laughs> they do. This is, um, okay. Yeah. This is a deep, this deep. This is a glitch. This is a glitch in Turok 1. <laughs> but if in Turok 1 you use uh, uh, just arrows to finish the final boss, in the final cutscene when you're running, you are impi- like with a million arrows just inhaled <laughs> through your body yes. as you run. And sometimes it causes your character model to glitch, so your leg will end up circling around and whacking you in the back of the head as yes. you yeah, run yeah, and dive exactly. out of the explosion. So <laughs> that happened to me and Nick by accident years and years and years ago. Uh, and so that's all I saw when I was watching Godzilla just like stomp around with like two million arrows in him. I was just like, oh, I'm Turok. Oh, oh, oh. Turok. Oh. So meanwhile, while Godzilla is getting peppered with arrows and just like getting very annoyed at these people using these really primitive weapons on him, uh, the colonel and the reporter and the nerdy guy end up on the ship. Uh, one of the guys gets killed by a trap. Um, revealing Rob tell the story (laughs) okay so at this point I literally right at like a page before this I was like 
man, this thing just has like two million plot twists. Like just every like you know, it's it's like bathtub storytelling. You know, <laughs> it's like a kid sitting in his bathtub just bashing toys together, and he's got a predator yeah. toy and a Godzilla toy, and he's just banging them against each other. And then here comes the Batman toy, and and I was like, kind of just talking about that. And I was like, yeah, you know, uh, 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 like all the twists so far have been pretty wild. And then (laughs) (laughs) Kyle responded like, oh, yeah, I mean, especially when you get to the Yetis. And then there's a there was a pause. And then Cameron responded, Yetis? No, it was me. It was you. Oh, sorry. My my autocorrect said Yetis. I was trying to say, I don't think you've gotten that plot point yet. Oh, my autocorrect said yetis i was like yetis, yetis? <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was on purpose because the very next page no, which is what made it even funnier for me whenever oh happened. my god okay I was like, it was an accident and then i was like you know what i'm just gonna leave it because because <laughs> the very next page the very next page uh the colonel and all of his kind of like sketchy looking dudes that have been helping him in the military all transform into apes apes from planet <laughs> of the apes and more more importantly, they're supposed to be the Bilbo Bagginses from yes. uh, the anime, a.k.a. the guys from the third planet from the black, black hole. hole or whatever. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, so wow. spoilers, they couldn't uh, get the rights to any Toho monsters, but they did get the rights to one of the Do- Toho alien species. How? <laughs> the how the Simi- Toho, Simeons? Like, no. Listen, Simeons? you can have yeah, Godzilla. Simeons? You can't have you can have Godzilla. You can't have anyone else. And then they came back to them and said, "Okay, what about <laughs> what about those eight people what from about that those one monkeys? Movie? What about those monkeys?" You and they the said, "Yeah, give us give us them. They're fun." <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so yeah, that's a big reveal at the end Amazing. of this issue. I skipped ahead a little bit because there's more. Godzilla fighting the, 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 the Predator dudes. So they use a net that is an electric net. There's a spear guy. The spear guy jumps and spears Godzilla in the chest. Godzilla then, does not like this. No, he uh, gets this crunched. Is that, this is the one that he rolls on top of, yeah. uh, which is hilarious <laughs> because then the there's just a death I've ever seen. <laughs> there's just like an arm and a leg sticking out underneath Godzilla. <laughs> And then, like I said, and then the rest of the comic, until the arrows disappear randomly in the next issue, there's yeah. just a dude that's pinned to the arrows on his chest. Oh, so the, there. the there's a bunch of wounds throughout this that disappear, and I like it because the 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 respect thread that I found on on Reddit, uh-huh. which I've been using to to pull up uh, images of all the really wild <laughs> stuff that's happening. Uh, claims that this is a uh, demonstration of Godzilla's advanced healing, healing factor, yes. <laughs> which I'm like, oh, you guys are being so positive about this. <laughs> so, um, so before we get to the next issue, I have to talk about the art again because oh, it's gotten real art, '90s in this one. In the next issue, it gets really different. So, like the art for this arc. I'm not a huge fan of um, it, it kind of like they really go like really dark on the shadows of things. And like it gives it like this weird I've always looked at the, the that this part of the Godzilla comic as very um, like the trend master toy of Godzilla. Like it looks very like cartoony, like it's like 
now it's a, now it's like a like an animated cartoon like but not in a yeah. good way. like it, it's just very the the bright color the hypersaturated colors now with the thick line work and the kind of like bulbous character features yeah. of the aliens and uh uh Godzilla do make it like look immature yeah, yeah. is that it's the right word less- it's less defined, and I think like yeah. what I was saying with art, with Art Adams's art, he's so big on details. Like he's so like intricate on like I'm gonna oh, draw yeah. all these little details, and then you get to this, and it's just like we're just gonna cover up any details that we don't want to draw with shadow. It's, it's real smooth looking. Yeah, everything is smooth. Everything smooth, is smooth, and slippery, <laughs> smooth, this goji just is like Minya. Smooth. Yeah, like. <laughs> The, the, my favorite panel pointing brought out to you like, how by Manscaped. basic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> Got in my, there. My favorite panel that really shows off, like the the difference in art is when the guy gets crushed, because like, it just like there's a guy like he's laying on the ground, and then yeah. like Godzilla's shadow goes over him. But instead of, like, drawing the character in shadow, they literally just, like, let's just color him green and add really black lines on half of his body. So, like, all definition of the character just gets lost because they were lazy. And it's It's like, shape. what the hell? Like, so, that looks so weird. Um... So yeah, this this era specifically, I'm uh, I'm not a big fan of these three three issues with the art, and I wish I could blame a single person, but these three issues it actually passed around between three different artists. So I mean, that was yeah. it's, it, it was the style at the time. Yeah, I mean it's an ongoing <laughs> yeah. comic, right? I mean that's where it ends up going. Um, and then we get a completely different art style in the last issue of this arc that also doesn't carry over, by the way, into the next arc that we're not talking about today. This uh, mm-hmm. this this. This art for this next, the last issue of the arc is completely alone on its own. It doesn't go any further past this issue. Um, and what's worse is I actually kind of like the art in this issue. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so of course we get the big reveal of the black hole aliens. Uh, and now he's just full, like, full Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, like, yeah. full, like, he's just full, just evil. One of them, uh, one of the monkeys, it turns out, is uh, the co-pilot of the all-tarantula, and he pulls out a gun. He kills the other one. Yeah. He oh. shoots him in the back of the head. Did you only need one pilot? <laughs> well, you Why didn't were there notice two to begin the, with? <laughs> on the back of the all-tarantula, there's a bumper sticker that says, monkey is my co-pilot. Oh! <laughs> um... So uh, we get the continuation of the battle against the the predator dudes, but they're pretty much outmatched in this issue. Uh, like they're not even standing a chance. Um, and oh yeah, there's a lady one also, and she yes. shows up only to get immediately punked by the Bilbo Bagginses. Yes. <laughs> um, and then this one tries to grab onto Godzilla's tail and like hold him down He's or like, hold him back from gotcha. killing the other one. <laughs> He's like, "Ah, I got you. I'm so good. We're gonna make you. A, we're gonna put you in our zoo." Ha 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 ha! And then he immediately just gets killed, oh, no. like crunched. Um, it's pretty bad. Um, meanwhile, we keep cutting. This issue is wild with its pacing because we keep cutting to the the black hole aliens like giving their like backstory like so it just keeps cutting like and we showed up in spaceships and uh, nobody believed anybody and we also lived near a black hole and we're so technologically advanced we're the coolest that sounds so like okay grandpa let's get you back inside (laughs) yeah 
And it's literally there for no reason. Like, literally... Yeah, anyway. Um, so, <laughs> we, of course, also get the reveal with the sabotage that it was the Black Hole aliens all along, which, once again, if you're paying attention, it's not easy to figure, not hard to figure that out. It's always the Black um, Hole aliens, all along. Yeah, everything was the Black Hole aliens this whole time. Um, once again, that's why this arc is the end of this three-part arc but the comic because the simians of course don't live it past this one anyway so now there's three aliens left godzilla is he's pissed at this point um he's taking off the last remaining ones suddenly all the arrows disappear uh and uh, it's his healing factor yeah sure you see <laughs> uh godzilla pulls a uh g85 by throwing a building on the archer which is really great um then uh the last two of the guys are there they're like oh no we need to escape oh no our ship's been taken over by monkeys uh they're everywhere they uh the girl one that got punked earlier teams up with the reporter and the nerdy guy to help take down the the simians or the 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 bilbo bagginses as rob calls them (laughs) uh the all tarantula takes out the last of the uh the trooper somehow to the warrior dudes by sneaking up behind him and blasting him, leaving only his arm left. The youngest hunter that was there is now the only one left. He goes all, he gets all pissed off, grabs the old tarantula, tosses him to Godzilla. Godzilla does the, uh, the uh, thing that, uh, he did to Camacris where he pops the, or pops all the legs off of it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. where he like crushes it. Um, it also gives him his energy back, as we cho- talked about earlier. Now Godzilla has his beam again. Uh, Godzilla uses that beam to destroy the spaceship. Uh, the uh, reporter and the uh, nerdy guy get away with the last remaining one of the hunters, which is the girl. Uh, the alien that's left, the, the young one who's still alive, is like, I'm trapped on this alien world, but apparently not for long. I'll be joining you, my friends. And then just lets the spaceship crash into him, disintegrating him. Oh. Uh, which really kind of just puts a, puts a note on to how pointless this whole arc was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Then uh, <laughs> We spent so much time fighting the, the Battletoads. <laughs> and then and now they're, they're just, they're just like nothing happened. Nothing happened. Um, Godzilla didn't even have a hard time fighting them, honestly. No, um, not really. He got pin cushioned, and then he was fine. A panel later, the lady one that survived, even though there's like clearly some hierarchical sexism that's happening yes. there, she just leaves, and they she don't even like, like say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> and she has like universal translation technology, I guess, and. They, they throw um, that in really quick instead of it being like, oh, yeah, they just speak Japanese or English or whatever. <laughs> we do get a really great off. moment of the, the monkeys all burning, though. And oh, yeah, that's the true. The spaceship explodes. <laughs> they do get owned. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so to the art of this issue. Um, I like that even though this one doesn't like it's it's not as good art as like Art Adams, but I like that this art has its own style. Like this art is very stylized. But in a good way. Like, I, I think it's got, like, really exaggerated features for the humans, really exaggerated features for the aliens. Uh, Godzilla, they actually decided to change up his design, uh, which I'll talk about in uh, Godzilla design, or monster design, which we're about to get to in just a second. Uh, literally a second. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just a, it was an interesting art style that they went to. I kind of wish that this had been the art for this whole arc. Like, I wish that this had been, like... The transit they would they transition to this instead of that weird in between that they did 
and then here they're just like, oh, now we're really stylized, and I don't know. It's it's also the least '90s of the art for this entire yeah. arc, I would say. Um, Probably the biggest plus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's still some really funny panels in this in this art. It's a little wonky sometimes with some of the facial expressions, uh, but. Um, Anyway, let's talk creature design. Let's go straight into it. Let's get um, in there. So let's talk Godzilla just because he's the easiest, but also he's got like three or four different iterations. Um, mm. so well, three of them are pretty pretty similar. close to Hezai, yes. uh, Heisei. Yes. The first one is weird, and I well, really well, like the first you, one. Why don't you describe the first one? Yeah. Uh, so in the first, like the episode zero comic um which is trying to be it's much more stylized like the whole like the art is trying to do something avant-garde yes. uh and the design they went with the the art style they went with for godzilla is this very he's got like long kind of like scraggly limbs unlike and like you know his body in general is much more like emaciated and closer to 54 yes but with the kind of like facial structuring of Heisei Godzilla and that center chest muscle of of uh-huh. Heisei, uh-huh. so he's got these these elements of Showa and Heisei, or not even uh, sorry Showa fifty four, yeah. the original Godzilla and uh, like Biogoji really yeah. mixed together, and it's really weird. Like he, and his skin's yeah. very dark gray instead of like having any green to it really. Um, and generally this is like just a, it's a very spooky looking Godzilla, especially like mm-hmm. with this mysterious artifact and all this other stuff going on. It's a shame that a lot of this storyline doesn't go anywhere Yeah, because like it would be neat to see like, oh, his interaction with the radiation of the thing is like going up. And so like it mutates him or something. Yeah. But no, it's just, yeah. he looks really weird in this first issue. The only only thing I don't like, like, I like a lot of this design, actually. uh, The only thing I don't like is they made a weird decision and they only gave him a single row of spikes. Yes. Large spikes. Yeah. Uh, Which which to me feels like... And unbalanced. Hanna-Barbera almost, you know? Yeah, very... Like, like just, they're trying like... to fuse three different, yeah. completely <laughs> opposing looks into one messed up creature. So the, I I enjoy yeah. it. It's weird. I enjoy it. It's, it's weird. I, I think it's... I, I don't think it would work as a ongoing, like, this is the Godzilla for the whole comic. But no. I like it as this one-off, like, interesting, like, weird Godzilla take. Um, yeah. I just yeah like his spikes like I and I and I do it does definitely have the problem in this first issue of um kind of <laughs> kind of Godzilla awakening from the from the legendary where like it's just inconsistent like sometimes it's drawn one way another time it's drawn another sometimes the spikes look completely different like sometimes it's like a single row but like with only like three big spikes sometimes it's got five sometimes it's got two yeah, it's it's very odd. Um, but I, I do like the design overall. I like I said, I think it's I think it's a fun little Godzilla take for a single issue kind of situation. Um and then we head into straight into the main Godzilla design that has a couple of just like small variations to it. Um, which is very much it's Biogoji. Yeah. Yep. It has um 
it kind of has the one difference that I've always found fascinating, especially in the Art Adams version, is it has um, very heavy eyebrows, kind <laughs> yeah. of similar to like the original Godzilla and Mothra suit, right? Like the very yeah. like smooth eyebrows. Like I don't know, it's very unique to uh, the Dark Horse Godzilla design, and I, I kind of appreciate that there's at least a little bit of a difference. Um, but other than that, it's very it's very Heisei. Like it's I mean it's. The only difference is, is like in the in the art and the color, uh, the colorings. They just made him pure green, um, so there's not a lot of variation with his color. Um, he doesn't have, like on his dorsal plates, there's not like white on them. They're just green, the same in the rest of his body. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of weird there. Um, the only other thing that I did want to bring up with his with the original this one. Uh, other than the blood scenes, which we kind of already talked about, is um, I love how they drew his breath where they did this cool 90s thing where when he fires the beam out of his mouth, there's like a circle of energy that goes around his entire head. When it's he very Kamehameha. Yeah, it's very uh, Dragon Ball. Very like... <laughs> um, I don't know. I just always liked the the look of that and the art. I thought that was really, really, really interesting. Um, so the next variation isn't too much of a difference, but it is just worth just bringing up. Once again, when the art changed it to the Predator arc, um, he got a very, like... He's much more generic he- Heisei. Mm-hmm. He's not as much Biogoji as he is now just like... It's a Godzilla that's like Heisei Godzilla. It's a Godzilla that's easy to draw. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because he lost a lot of his details, like, in his face. He's just not as expressive either. Smooth him out, baby. Yeah, in the original art, he was very expressive. Like, he snarled. He pulled back his lips over his, like, teeth. Like... You you got some really good expression from the original Godzilla, whereas from the second from the art change, he kind of lost all of that expressiveness. Um, and then in the final issue, the only thing I want to bring up with the final issue that I was hinting at is that it's actually pretty fascinating because in the last issue, when the art changed completely, they almost went with a more of an eighty four Goji look to him, like he's got the big dumb head. Um, yeah, and, with uh, the cross eyes. Yeah, he's got, he looks. He's just yeah. very eighty four. Like he's very uh, Cybot from from eighty four. Um, uh, so I appreciate that they like they actually were like, hey, let's just do, let's draw him different um, instead of trying to replicate what they had done before. Um, okay, uh, who wants to take the weird monsters that we get in issue zero? Uh, I'll do uh, it. I'll take them. Oh, you okay. get it. No, yeah. Rob, you Rob, you take it. Okay, knock off Angiris and knock off Baragon. Giant <laughs> insect claw. Giant claw. The giant crawdan. Crawdan. So okay, so we've got uh, a beshelled brown thing that is. I can assume supposed to be Angiris. Mm-hmm. He's got a very skull-like face with like a a tinier like rhino horn towards the front. Yep. He's almost like if the base animal for Angiris wasn't like a an, an ankylosaur but was an armadillo. Yes. That's the easiest way to describe him because his domed shell is very round and smooth and like yeah. hugs the sides of his body 
and it's very, uh, like tortoise, yeah, tortoise yeah. mixed with like an armadillo, yeah, yeah. It's a it's definitely an interesting design, and I the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, they really fucked up. <laughs> In gears, and then when I saw it again, I was like, "Oh, they, they okay? They didn't get the right sync gears." They couldn't have from memory. Um, and then the arrival of the giant uh, claw Dan uh, shows up, <laughs> and it is a red flying bewinged monster. But instead of being very pterodactyly, it's almost like a fusion, like a little bit of a hybrid between a pterodactyl. And a, a buzzard. It's got that yeah. long neck and that craggly beak with like a zigzag mouth. Uh, yeah. And it, it looks like it's bald. Uh, so it is it is very much like a weird fusion dance of... Yeah. Uh, Rodan uh, and the giant claw. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to like think of how to like shape that word in my mouth. Giant claw Dan. Claw Dan. Kind of works. Um, I, I like Giant Claudan. Both of the flying boys in th- this series, I really like. The yeah. next one we'll talk about, I like even more. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I I appreciate both of those. Kind of bummed out that like uh we didn't do anything else with this guy, and that uh, and I'm okay with them not doing anything with the the terrible ink gears they had. But <laughs> this boy, this Giant Claudan, would have liked to have seen him do some more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And there's one more in that issue, the uh, the the Megalon slash Mothra. Oh reference. gosh, you're right. Zootopia yeah. is canon, and they summon <laughs> a knockoff uh, Megalon who yep. shows up. Oh my gosh, I blanked out on that. Uh, <laughs> he's Megalon, but you uh, get rid of his drills and just give him tiny little like he he's has a like little yeah he's got of a roach the, or a, he's, a beetle. <laughs> he's uh he's Comicris and uh, or not yeah. Comicris. Is yeah, that right? Macris. Macris Macris is the, yeah. the, the mantis mixed right? together. Yeah. yeah. It's giant mantis mixed with uh with the other buggy boy, Megalon. So Meg Mantis? Yeah, but they even do like a little bit of a Mothra thing because they're like they're chanting to it to oh, wake yeah. it up. Well they uh, chant in Zootopia to wake up. It's true, it's true. That's There's no why Antonio I, though. Uh, no, no like, Antonio. <laughs> and they don't say Megalon. They're like chanting in a, they're yeah, chanting a different language. Name. Yeah, yeah, they're chanting its name. Uh, oh, I see. Rag, Rag, Ragnos. Uh, in Inagos. Inagos. There we go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he just literally just shows up just because, like, yeah, Zootopia is canon, and then they just <laughs> never talk about that ever again. Yeah, he doesn't even show up in the final thing. Like he like. No. It's only the giant Claudan and, and yeah. Godzilla that go after it. Like, yeah. uh, Inagos is just leaving the island, but he never actually catches up to <laughs> well, everybody Well, he's else. hopping his way across yeah. the, the, <laughs> the oceans. Do you know how hard that would be? You saw how yeah. long it took Megalong to get, and he was just hopping across Japan. Imagine <laughs> having to do that at the bottom of the Marianas Trench, just going, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Exhausted. And then... So Cameron, uh, I'm gonna give you the next uh, the next three. So uh, Cybersaur, Cybersaur. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, picture if you will the Dragon Zord. Looks pretty cool, right? Pretty effective <laughs> fighting machine. Uh, here's the thing, though. We're gonna spray paint. We're gonna hastily spray paint this thing gold, <laughs> and we're gonna give it way bigger shoulder pads, yep. and some stacks of like stack vertical missile launchers on either side of its head, 
And it's you know it's going to need some of those Buck Rogers ear antennas, classic sci-fi. <laughs> also, let's give him wraparound sunglasses and uh, <laughs> the Transformers animated uh, Grimlock mouth. Yes. With big yep. underbite and a zigzag. <laughs> and, uh, oh, right, the end of his tail. We're going to get that drill out of there, and we're going to put two cylinders that might be lasers. <laughs> we never this see is, him use them, though. This Don't is worry the about least it. mobile Mechagodzilla ever. <laughs> he, I mean, he it doesn't look move. like... He can move from it's... up to down. <laughs> His arms move, and yeah, he can be upright, or he can be on his side. Or he can be it. on his face, down. Ow, <laughs> help me! Uh, obviously, he wasn't included in the uh, the Mechagodzilla meltdown. Um, Maybe he should have, though. Uh, he well, can't I, be in I, the Mechagodzilla I meltdown because he has three. long since melted down. That's Where fair. would I have put? I I would need I would need two other unique off-brand comic. Is that what we need to do now? Is like yeah. off-brand Mechagodzilla. Yeah, if if you <laughs> are out there and you know some knockoff Mechagodzillas, <laughs> then we'll we'll do that. We'll have a knockoff. Uh, there it is. Back off. <laughs> knockoff. Sock hop. Off. Yeah. Eh, do you know what? Cameron, take it away. <laughs> so the only other thing that I'll mention before Cameron moves on to the next monster is, of course, we mentioned it, but the G-Buster. So his chest opens up, and he gets basically a really big, goofy, like, cannon that could not fit anywhere in his body. Oh, that yeah. pops out. Um, it's very Kiryu, honestly. It's very uh, Absolute Zero cannon or Giant Mazer for the uh, second appearance. It's just, it's just weird. It's... <laughs> And apparently it fires a laser that does not explode, as we talked about. So, you know. <laughs> fires a laser that does almost nothing. Um, Might be a laser right. pointer. I don't Bagara, know. Bagara, Cameron. Yeah, so the next one that shows up is uh, Bagara. Bagara is a big red bat from space. So, <laughs> space bat. <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> He's got a, a, a very vampire bat looking face. Like the big ears and the upturned smush nose, uh, kind of a kind of a puggy face. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got some very very nice looking gnarly teeth yep. that are just kind of unevenly crammed into his mouth. And my favorite part: this bright green tongue that I very <laughs> much enjoy. Oh yeah, um, I just like that little bit of contrast. Uh, his body it's kind of like a bat head on top of like your your wyvern or like your game of thrones style dragon uh so he has like a very dragon body for sure a very dragon body with a little bat head um yeah he's a noivern from uh there you go yeah pokemon x and y (laughs) there he is um yeah he's uh he's got a big dragony tail big dragony feet uh, big dragony arm wings and then a bat head, and he can scree. Or he sometimes seems to have some sort of projectile attack too. Yeah, so this describes it as like a focused sonic beam. Yeah, almost like a Gauss. Oh, so he's um, ga- yeah. I was about to say so he's Gauss. <laughs> he's Gauss, but a bat, but more of a bat. He's Gauss, but a, a bat again. Panels. Yeah, because it's very unclear, because there's a couple of panels where he, like, screams, but then inside the scream, there's these little pew-pews. There's, like, little... Yeah, these, these little, like... Pew, pew. that are hitting Godzilla or the Cybersaur, so I don't the, know... The little what. laser projectile from the uh, uh, Super Nintendo Star Fox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then sometimes um, it's just, like, a like a cone. I don't know. 
but he's by far the coolest looking monster uh, in this in the '90s half of the uh, I'd, of I'd this love comic to see him run. Return. I'd love to yeah. see. I mean, I guess technically we got basically a version of him with Kamazots. Yeah, yeah Kamazots. Uh, I just I want to see more Bat Kaiju because they're cool mm-hmm. and I like them. Um, next up, here's the one that needs <laughs> the no boy. introduction. He's the boy. <laughs> A metal machine that can never be stopped by any manner of terrain. Uh, the all-terrantula is, get this, a big metal spider. But it's that kind of big metal spider that's like um, a hastily drawn like Sunday morning comic spider. Yes. Where its its abdomen is basically its whole body, and then it has a little head, and then it has eight legs that come off of the abdomen, and also the abdomen reminds me of a ladybug, because it has yeah. that kind of line down the middle, and big yellow <laughs> spots on it. Oh, also the altarantula is bright purple, because <laughs> the element of surprise is important in battle. Ten out of ten, best best. Ten design. out of ten. A lot yeah, of people built this thing and all of them looked at it and said yeah yes <laughs> uh, of course it's tarantulas terrorize yeah, there you it go. wishes it was it's tarantulas before he became cool and got a motorcycle oh, yeah. form oh yeah <laughs> yeah oh, so sick those were the oh, days man. yeah he it's a it's a stupid design it's stupid, it's so stupid dumb. and i love it's... it so much not as much yeah, as cybersaur Cybersaur is way more stupid. Its powers are very, like, unexplained. Like, it can absorb Godzilla's breath, but also suck the energy from it. And It can suck the energy out of it. I guess. And store it. But listen, if Godzilla ruptures the pods, he's going to get his energy back. And then he does. (laughs) Also, it can shoot lasers from somewhere. Its face. Its face, I guess. I don't know. The little array on its mouth. Ah, it opens and screams lasers at you. It's the all tarantula um, coming this fall. And it has two pilots, but it only needs one to operate. So it only needs one, and one of those pilots is evil. So watch out. <laughs> one of them is a monkey. Um, one of them is an evil monkey. Speaking of the aliens, let's go through that really quick. We don't need to talk about the individual designs of the hunters. Um, but yeah, as uh, we talked about, they're these big green dudes with... Uh, craggly look to them. They look like rockyish, rockyish, but they're green, lumpy, lumpy. Yeah. They look like the Martian Manhunter. <laughs> they look green, but they look like. I'll tell you what Thanos. they look like. They look like the Tick, but he's been painted completely green. <laughs> and okay. uh, somebody drew little lines on him. It looks like the Tick, but uh, instead of uh, being Tick themed, he's pickle themed. There you go. <laughs> there I'm it is. Tick. I got there. <laughs> I'm pickle tick. Oh god. You see what I did there? Oh my god. I saw. I Guys, saw it. I loved it. Do you remember? Did Do you have a high enough IQ to remember that that joke? <laughs> that, that, I'm that way joke. too dumb to appreciate a pickle man. I'm oh, sorry, okay. um, guys. I'm a big enough man to admit that. <laughs> the only other difference is, of course, the the female of the species oh, the looks lady, a little yeah. different. Uh, yeah. She has. Dreads. Uh, hair but it looks like leaves tentacles tentacles like <laughs> she's it looks yeah. like more, it looks more like a predator like she has like yeah, yeah they tried to give her the predator dreads um because the reference wasn't clear enough i suppose yeah. oh and also um, they're all dressed in just kind of generic 
'90s sci-fi superhero clothes. Yeah, yeah. like they yeah. look like they walked right out of X-Men. Like they look yeah, like they people. look like various <laughs> agents of the Shi'ar Empire. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then like I said, like I said, they use a variety of weapons. There's one with the giant bazooka that only gets used once. There's mm-hmm. a bow and arrow guy. There's a guy with a net. There's a guy with a bola uh, to tie up. Got the little legs. Um, there's a spear guy. <laughs> Immediately gets spearman. There's a guy uh, with a net who gets pulled off of a building and yep. beaten up. Yep. Yeah, they all just kind of get um, bullied by Godzilla. Pretty much for most yeah, of the fight. Pretty much completely out of their depth. Um, and if Godzilla didn't lose his beam again, which I'm about to talk about in a second, uh, they would have died very quickly. Um, so finally, we have the last ones: the Bilbo Bagginses, the aliens from the black hole. They look like uh, monkeys. They <laughs> they're look monkeys. Like of the apes, they're monkey men. Yeah, they're monkey yeah. men. Um, well, original planet planet of the yes, apes. Yeah, yes, they're yes, all yes, Doctor yes. Zeus. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Especially the art of the last guy because he just draws them like super fuzzy. Like they've got like <sighs> like their fur is like bulging out of their outfits. Yeah. Like, Big old mutton chops. Yeah, flowing locks. Um, it's wild. Um, but yeah, I mean they look exactly. I mean uh, the only thing I wish. Here's the thing, in the uh, in Mechagodzilla. And technically, Terror of Mechagodzilla, where the where they originate, where this yeah. is the only place that they'd appeared at this point. Um, the they were green monkeys. Like when they mm-hmm. die, they weren't just like yeah. apes. They were like green. So I kind of wish that they had done that instead of making them flesh toned, just because I think that would have been like, I don't know, made them seem more alien instead of just monkey men. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're just monkey men. I don't know what to say. Um, They're a, a whole race of yetis. Yetis. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so that's it for these issues. Uh, there are some other creatures that we'll get to talk about next time when we do the other comics, but that's all we see this time. Um, so let's move on to favorite, least favorite. Um, <laughs> I got a favorite moment immediately. Go yeah, let's go. Uh, the the first reveal, the full first full body shot of a uh, not Baggin. Oh my gosh, uh, Bagara. Bagra. Bagra, thank you. Yeah, uh, the first full shot is Bagra's, you know, big red body, wings unfurled, and it is a galaxy behind it with like our sun and uh-huh. like these faint shimmering stars in the background. Oh yeah, and I saw that and I was just like, paint that on the side of a van oh, with a wizard. So, yeah, it's so <laughs> radical, <laughs> so amazing. So and it really is just like one extreme. individual panel. Like it really is a moment. Yeah. There are a lot of other things that are fun or goofy, like narratively that are yeah. like entertaining. Yeah. But that shot was so good that I was yeah. like, Art so, Adams. <laughs> I had to, I had to, I had to jump in and claim that because it's, it's just That's so good. So it's so good. It's probably the best moment of this chunk <laughs> of the series that we read. Cameron, uh, you want to go? Yeah, I'm gonna say my favorite moment because everybody already knows what it is. You know, it's the first fight with Cybersaurus. <laughs> Cybersaur. <laughs> He comes out and tries his best, but his best is just not very good. I don't know. Here I go. <laughs> he comes out with a lot of guts and a lot Help of spirit. Me. And he Help like <laughs> I think my favorite point is like he like war machine unloads on Godzilla. Yes. Like yes. just Gundam heavy arms, fire everything. We're doing it. And then this <laughs> nothing happens. Nothing. Godzilla is fine. 
<laughs> he's I mean he's not fine because he's poisoned, but also uh, he's yeah. fine. He yeah. didn't that didn't phase him. His <laughs> you insides didn't do are anything. on fire. You haven't done any of this damage. <laughs> his yeah. insides are becoming his outsides, but aside from that, he's fine. He's, he's snapping. <laughs> yeah, Cybersaur, you didn't do anything, and then Cybersaur falls down, and then it gets back up, and then it gets knocked back down, but it gets up again. <laughs> But then they do, the they reference. do in fact keep it down. <laughs> and they're always going to keep it down because it, it's very. And I would walk 5,000. There it is. That's right. I would um, fall that. down on my face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, my favorite moment, I've kind of already mentioned it, but uh, the, bag, uh, the Bagara fight with Godzilla, I thought yeah. was really fun. Um, Funny enough, it leads into my least favorite moment, so I'll just segue straight into mine after I finish talking about the fight. But uh, I, I really like Godzilla not having his breath at the beginning of this fight. Makes it really interesting. Um, like Godzilla was using his breath a lot before he passed out, so it's kind of an interesting like, oh, now he's like he's got to be physical, which is interesting because he- Heisei Godzilla traditionally in the movies. Not a very physical fighter. He's usually a bra- uh, you know, like it's a be moors as they always He's say. He's more of a ranged so, caster. Yeah, so so it was fun really seeing him like fight Bagra physically. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, I think that the 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 paneling uh, does a really good job of making it a dynamic battle. It's very easy to follow the action, um, and it it's feels very the easy most like a Godzilla on. monster fight. Yes, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Godzilla shoves a train in Bagra's mouth at one point. Um, sure does. The trains. Uh, <laughs> the trains. They work together this time. Um, Wait, was it a train? I thought it was like a, a just a truck. No, I thought it grabbed like, a it's truck. A, it's a, it's a, it's a, it looks like a like a subway car. Like oh like okay it it's just one yeah it's like um, knowing that his breath wouldn't work anymore he had to improvise and improvise <laughs> he did <laughs> uh yeah the, the 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 voiceover for it is pretty ridiculous but the actual fight itself is really really fun um and then of course he he finally gets his breath back at the end and it's a big moment to kill to kill bagara uh, that i really <clears> really liked um to segue to my least favorite thing in this comic, which I have hinted at, and I will talk about just very briefly, I don't like the repeating plot of Godzilla losing his breath. Um, yeah. I think it... Can't keep doing that. No. It's it, diminishing returns. Especially because it's back-to-back. You know what I mean? Like It's not like there was a story arc between this and when he loses his breath again. It's literally like, oh no, he was poisoned, so he's recovering, so he lost his breath, and then ne- literally the next issue, they're like, ha-ha, we have absorbed his breath, and now we can't use it anymore, and it's like, we have absorbed his what? breath, and he can't make anymore. <laughs> Just like, we what? drained Why? his meter. Ha-ha! <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, and it's essentially the only reason why they did it the second time was literally to make it so the Predator versus Godzilla idea could work. Because, yeah, like, yeah. Because otherwise, he would have obliterated these poor little doofuses. He just would have blown them away. Yeah. Um, Too much so I, happens. Honestly, I hate, I hate they re- they, that they repeated that for sure. Yeah, not my favorite. As much as I love them, like as as much as I love their presence in this comic and how meaningless they are. My least favorite moment is the Predator aliens showing up <laughs> because it's so stupid and it doesn't do anything. And by the time that is done, we're, it didn't make any impact on the story. No. Literally nothing. It is, the only thing that happened is it is later in the day. <laughs> yeah. It passed some time. Well, yeah, one of, those, one of those moments where you're like, 
well, that just happened. <laughs> huh. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a filler arc, you know? It's... Yeah. We were fighting Cell, and oh, hold on. Goku and Piccolo Uh-oh. have to go get their driver's license, and then they can come back and finish the fight. Yeah, um, that whole third act is just <laughs> such a mess, and it's like reveal after reveal after reveal. It's not good. That clearly, I mean, like if these were things that they like, maybe took several issues to just yeah. do one of. If we no. just did the Bilbo Baggins, or we just We're did doing the Predator all of it in stuff, one. you know. Um, <laughs> but I have another least favorite moment yeah. outside oh. of that, uh, and it's the whole first act. <laughs> I love the first act. I think it's really interesting and weird. And then it's just like, actually, we don't care about the call or the weird like the slab. item, the slab. <laughs> Never mind. We forgot all about that it. stuff, even though that is clearly the impetus of this story for some unknowable reason. Yep. You could have anyone want to get revenge on Godzilla. Yep. Why Noriko? If you don't want to actually delve into like what the slab was or what it means, why pick up that one random story and be like, yeah, this is what we'll go with? Because yeah. it seems so disconnected from that story in general, other than Noriko shows back up with the pilot guy. Um, but like you could have just had yeah. different characters because I agree. the problem is like you start off with like their mystery box has been opened. It's, it's got a pebble in it. It's got a weird spooky pebble in it. And, and then they this weird throw spooky it all pebble. in the garbage. Yeah. And yeah, then like they, that's like, clearly you're not getting rid of the problem. You're like burying it and it's gaining radioactive strength, like consistently. Yeah. So either don't, make it a continuation of the story and don't even reference it or do make it a continuation of the story and do reference the core narrative elements of that story. Instead, it's like the personal note of Noriko who is kind of like the storytelling device that that first chapter uses, but ultimately is not as important as like the stone. The stone is what makes Godzilla activate and what all the kaiju wake up because of. I'll tell you what's interesting about uh, this as a series is that it is a, it's a really good example of where comics were at in the (laughs) eighties versus where they were at in the nineties and what was important to stories and what comic books were like. Yeah. Yeah. It's very because, interesting. Well, yeah, that's to a see. very '80s thing to have a mysterious artifact. It's building Ooh. energy. What is it doing? But it's a much more '90s thing to be like, "I'm a crazy woman with a bazooka <laughs> that shoots syringes, and I am going to get my revenge yeah. on you, Godzilla." Yeah, yeah. I would have preferred, uh, not even for the fact that I would have had to read one less porn-filled chapter <laughs> uh, with virus ads popping up every second. But if they had to just like just not don't even mention it, just some random lady, and then you can even have a little backstory segment where it, like maybe they really they're yeah. like, so similar, and everyone could be like fans could make theories about it. But like they make it clear that like this for sure actually is it, and like here look here's a picture of the slab, and like yep I dropped the slab into the Marianas Trench, yeah. I did that that was important. But then it's like. That's like a weird. It literally called monsters to it and is growing in radioactive activity. Yeah, infinitely. So we don't I, know when it will stop and what its end goal was and what the runes even were yeah. spelled in or what they meant. So it's well, Rob, such it's a cool idea. And we don't go, care about no. <laughs> we don't care about magical artifacts anymore. 
Get him out of here. I know. I, I do. Here's the thing. I, I mean, I have a theory. It doesn't fix it, but I mean, like, what they could have done is instead of because the call kind of wrote them into a hole, like it yeah. with that first, like how it how it worked. The call. Be, but they also kind of wrote them a way in with the radioactivity. Where they could have just said in the first issue of the ongoing, they could have literally been like, oh, Godzilla is still drawn to this spot because there's yeah. still massive radioactivity here. So he's here to feed. Like, that's what yeah. he's doing. He's yeah. passed out just feeding on the radioactivity emitted by and the And then slab. do something do something dumb like, oh, yeah, the, the um, predator aliens uh sent these out as beacons for super prey. Right, yeah, you could have done so, yeah, something. At the very least then it's like, well, it's all tied together. I yeah. what a bummer of like a reason for her dad <laughs> to die. Part of this is now. that it was like it was a deer <laughs> feeder but for kaiju, you know. Yeah. I um, mean, yeah, they could have done something with it. I, I definitely see I agree with Cameron like it's just not a story arc that they used yeah. in the 90s so they just kind of were like, "Meh." Yeah, and that's why I'm like, just don't even make them related. Yeah. Instead, they chose to pseudo make them related, and then be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So that's my that's my least favorite moment is that they just ignore I, the I, MacGuffin. For, I they, completely they say, agree like, with you. Here is Chekhov's agree. gun. It's always weird. Yeah, it's, <laughs> very, it's a went, very odd decision for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, like I said, I, 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 we're not going to do a full art section here. I just really want to give a shout out once again to Art Adams and mm-hmm. his his art in the first uh, first four issues or five issues. Um, I really, really like that art. There's a really a lot of really good panels that are just like phenomenal just pieces of art uh, that he's made. Um, there's really and I, I mean he did the covers for the rest of the issues, so all the covers were his, I believe, or most of them. Um, so that's why the art of the covers still looked like the first section of the comic. Um, yeah. but, uh, and there's anyway. the reissues with the covers by Bob Eggleston, which are always incredible. Yes. Yes. Bob always Eggleston good all the time. Did, did some good stuff. Um, so, um, of course we could take a second to talk about onomatopoeias, but we already did. The screenk <laughs> is there. They're uh, wild. The, 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 the bat hey, nanny. is there. Um, it's very, very good, very '90s. Um, but uh, I will, I will talk about this. So we've, we've kind of hinted about how we've read it. I don't want to go any further than that. But <laughs> I will say this: so the individual comics are actually easier to find than the trade paperback. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're, you're still going to spend a fortune if you're trying to collect them all, um, because it's, it, there's just a lot of comics. It's just, you know, it's, it's a full. Um, I think by the end of it, there's like 27 issues. And if each one goes for like 30 bucks, you know, there you go. Yeah. Um, so, um, it's, it gets a little pricey. There was a trade paper, two, two trade paperbacks that were released, uh, two collections of the entire dark horse run. Um, you still can find those. They are a little pricey though. It's very out of print. Um, but sometimes it's a little cheaper if you want to look for those. Um, the weird thing about those, unfortunately, is those trade paperbacks are not printed in color. So they are black and white. And unfortunately, hmm. you lose a lot of kind of the, yeah. the comic with that. Like when some Godzilla's, of the best things are the very like Technicolor. Right, like, the yeah. bright, vibrant hmm. 90s color. Like Godzilla, when he's... Um, when he is uh, bleeding in the first uh, the first I- issue of the ongoing, um, you yeah. lose all of that. It just looks like s- saliva or water yeah, coming spit. out of his face. <laughs> He's drooling. It doesn't look like blood. 
Um, so I don't recommend reading it that way. Uh, if you are interested in checking these out, just because it, it is a little wonky uh, with the, without the color, um, I I only can read it that way because I grew up with the color, so I know what it's supposed <laughs> to look like. So my brain kind of fills it in for me. Um, but um, yeah, so unfortunately, it is a little hard to track this down uh, legitimately. Um, but uh, there are definitely lots of places that you can track it down illegitimately. But I won't oh, get yeah. into specifics of where you should go for that. Oh, there you go. Um, anyway. Uh, my favorite, my favorite part of that was when I clicked to go to issue three, and my phone screen was taken up entirely with just a picture of a butt. I loved it. <laughs> there was no, that was great for me butt. personally. There was no text. There was no <laughs> click here to go to to come to my saucy website. It was just a butt. Just butt. What do you do with um, that? <laughs> anyway, um, okay. So final thoughts. Um, so okay. I really like this comic, but it has a lot of caveats to it. Um, it's it's very '90s. It's very you know obviously very Godzilla you know Godzilla in the '90s in a lot of ways, not just in design but just in general. Um, the the story of the comic is not the greatest in the world, um, especially because of the three arcs and how it's kind of planned out that way, um, and then. Once again, the reason why I cut it off here instead of us reading the whole thing is because the fourth arc has nothing to do with the other three. <laughs> so it's kind of just like all over the place. Uh, but that kind of lines up with the comics of the time, too. So, yeah. Uh, once again, it's it's a time capsule for a Godzilla comic made in the 90s. And I appreciate it for that. Um, I appreciate a lot of the art, uh, I, except when it gets bad. <laughs> um, I think some of the plot twists were fun for me when I was a kid, like the, the, the monkeys. Like, I thought that was so fun. I was like, oh my god, it's the Mechagodzilla guys. But then, like, the more I've thought about it over the years, I'm like, eh. Like, I, don't, I feel like that plot, like, was not important at all. Um, but, uh, but overall, though, like, I still have a really fun time reading this comic. I think it's really fun... Um, there's a lot of really great moments. Um, I, I think you'll enjoy it as a Godzilla fan if you've never read it before. Uh, just for another glimpse of, like, uh, what if a studio got the rights to Godzilla but to nothing else? Like, what would it be like? Um, and, uh, they had to build stuff around that. Yeah. Um, and once again, it's got a great monster in Bagara that I would love to see Bagara, like, brought back and adapted again uh, in a different form. Uh, once well, again, we kind of got that with Kamazots, but kinda. eh, it's not the <laughs> same. Yeah, uh, fair. It's just not the same. It's just not the same. Also, Kamazots fought Kong, not Godzilla. So yeah, very true. Very different. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, overall, still enjoyed the comic. Um, I have fun with it. Um, and uh, yeah, it only gets wilder from here when it comes to the Dark Horse stuff. So when we get back to it, it's going to be wild to talk about. <laughs> Um, I'll jump in. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it too. I think um, uh, I, I like. I wasn't really clicking with it when I first did a pass through of it, um, it, it, because it was I like, and I, I kind of like picked up on it towards like, especially the third act. The third act just like is so wild that like by the time you get there, and it's like there's predators and they're running around and they. You know, and oh, there's apes. It's kind of like okay, this is all just a wash. 
Um, when you get there, though, it is fully and truly uh, what I called uh, bathtub storytelling. It is a kid with all of his toys floating in the bathtub, slamming them together. <laughs> uh, it, so, uh, you know, in those moments, there are some very, like, funny, goofy things. But, like, you don't you're not going to read this for the plot, right? Yeah. You know, this is, this is Godzilla playboy. <laughs> you know, I read it right. for the articles, you know, uh, it, it's fun to see Godzilla stomping around in new situations. Uh, him getting poisoned and bleeding profusely is something we're not used to seeing. Uh, him fighting proto Kamazots was really cool. Uh, the very like, uh, 80s toy design 60s toy design of cybersaurus is very funny and memorable uh the battle toads-esque aliens are so like comical like they're they're (laughs) they're so useless it's comical they're like oh i'm so cool i'm gonna kill something oh no my legs my legs have been broken horribly you know and it's just like it's that again and again and again and then they just all get picked off one by one um so if you're if you're a Final Wars fan, you'll love that. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It's a it's a very strange comic uh, that feels very disconnected from it, within its own lore from itself. Yeah, outside of its individual arcs, it doesn't seem like it really knows what it wants to be the very next day. Like they came in and worked on so, like an arc. And they took a break and they came back and they forgot all the road mapping they did before and just made a brand new story. Mm-hmm. Um, the human characters are kind of all over the place. Uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely an interesting glimpse into what Cameron said, 80s and 90s storytelling. So yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely check it out for that, at least. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's an academic text. On what storytelling <laughs> priorities were in the uh, mid to late '80s versus the mid to late '90s, yep. um, it's it is very it is very funny. Uh, it has a lot of very funny moments, but none of them were supposed to be funny. And the, I think there are some <laughs> jokes that are really bad. Uh, but the uh, yeah, primarily the plot is is just there to you know, lightly duct tape these fights together. It feels like a uh, Saturday morning cartoon that nobody cared about. Um, it, it It's, we're going to, we've got new stuff in the toy line, so we got to introduce new characters, but we're not going to do anything <laughs> to put them in there. We're just going <laughs> to kind of have them show up. We're just gonna. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kids are really excited about all terrain, chula. So here he comes. Here he is. Um, <laughs> yeah, just the designs on they just they vary so wildly from. Uh, I am blanking on his name for some reason. I want to. I, I keep or? not Art Adams the the Bat Monster. I keep wanting to say. Oh, Bagara. Bagara. Yeah, Bagara. I keep wanting to say Dogara or Baragon. <laughs> or Bagan. <laughs> or Bagan. Or Bagan. <laughs> um, like, he looks so, so good and so great. And then you have Cybersaur, who looks like that. He's so yellow. Uh, he looks like uh, 
something that a crazed scientist would invent to, to defeat Green Lantern, but would only last for one issue. Yes. <laughs> um, and just the whole stuff with, with Colonel Cameron, I also thought was very funny, because he's just... <laughs> He's so bad at hiding his villainous intent. The second he shows up, you're like, oh, okay. So he's, he's, he's a bad guy. (laughs) Um, and then, yeah, the, the, like, like, like Rob said, the bathtub storytelling of just, and then these guys show up and then (laughs) it, it starts to feel like the, the ultimate showdown of ultimate destiny. Like there's just (laughs) way too many characters and too many things going on. Uh, it's like if you were watching, um, Astro monster and terror of Mecha Godzilla as like, but cut together as one movie. Yeah. (laughs) um yeah it's not it's not good but it is very enjoyable because it god it's funny yeah (laughs) i had a lot of big chuckles um anyway all right so to wrap this all up uh because it is very late for all of us Mm -hmm. involved um (laughs) so we have another we have the rest of this month there's another great uh godzilla filled month uh rob what have you got going on tokyo signals Next time on Tokyo Signals, uh, we're going to be talking about the Trendmaster comic series. Well, comic, comic book, singular. Like a comic single singular. <laughs> um, oh yeah! Uh, so that'll be very very fun to and check all the out. Toys, right? You're going to talk about the toys. We're definitely going to talk about some of the toys. I don't yeah. know if I'm going to I'm going to cover every single toy, but I definitely want to talk about the Power Armor series. <laughs> you got the yeah. Power Armor. You got to talk about some of the like. Because that was the first U.S. appearance of Space Godzilla. Was that? Toy. Oh, fair. So okay. There's some. There's some interesting tidbits there for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then at the end of this month, we will be covering uh, the first of the adult Godzilla novels mar- written by Mark Cirasini, uh from the '90s, mm. uh, called Godzilla Returns, um, which is a very, very interesting novel. It's kind of a pseudo adaptation of uh, G84. Uh, but with a lot of its own ideas. Also, it's set in the 90s instead of the 80s. So it's... Uh, yeah, so I got a go. sneak peek of it earlier today. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and it's it good is stuff. It's just good exquisite. Stuff. Mark Saraceni is one of my favorite authors. Uh, he's, he's very underrated, I believe. Anyway, um, so that's what we got coming up this month. Next month is Fan Month. As we said earlier, uh, we'll start off Fan Month with a special report for Troll. Uh, and then we will have our two Fan Month episodes right back to back. And then we will have some sort of Christmas special with Rob, with which Rob has been cooking up. Um, so I will be reaching out to you patrons. Literally, uh, this episode will release, and I'll probably have already reached out to you. So check your Patreon inbox if you're a $15 and up patron for your uh, Fan Month episode pick. Um, and also your t-shirt sizes and details. Uh, I will be asking for both in the same message, so just give me bo- all that good stuff at the same time. Um, we are requesting no Godzilla movies uh, for this fan month, uh, just because we want to see what's going to win whenever Godzilla is not involved in the, yeah. in the picks. Um, so we're, we're hoping for some really fun kind of out-there picks. Um, I know I've got a very out there one for my my fan month pick that I've got lined up, so that's going to be really really fun uh, when it gets to ours. Uh, maybe more, maybe more bugs, maybe some bugs, maybe Why some not? some dinosaurs, maybe I don't know oh. what do we got. I don't um, know. 
Maybe cats. Maybe it's cats, cats this time. Try cats. Um, but anyway, uh, speaking of our patrons, thank you all for supporting the cast. We really appreciate it. Uh, so thank you to Behind the Mask 1313, Caleb Talley, Damon Noyes, Joe Jira, Jonathan the BBQ Nerd, Joshua, Melissa Carter, uh, Pilo, William Kelly, Big Odillo, Jag Butcher, uh, Uis, Nathan Towns, Nugget Coon, uh, Solid Snake, William Kish, Jack Horwitz, Nicholas Whale, Taylor Ward, Chris Britt, Eric Schuster, Joshua Lynch, and Oda. Thank you guys so, so much for supporting the cast. We really do appreciate it. Cameron, do you have a 1375? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> You've done that. You've done that bit before. You can't do that what, bit twice. One? Yeah. No, I said I said that it's a secret one time, but I didn't I didn't have this cocky I'm attitude pretty sure, about it. I'm pretty sure you'd done the wouldn't you like to know exactly. Whatever. Am it's I? too late. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Check us out on Twitter at Tokyo Lives Cast. We're there, we're active all the time. We Yeehaw. share a bunch of stuff. Uh I shared a lot of stuff from Godzilla Day, so to go check it out. Um uh, Facebook, just search uh, Tokyo Lives on Facebook. You'll find us, TokyoLivesPodcast.com mm-hmm, is our mm-hmm. website. Um, on Patreon, just search Tokyo Lives. You'll find us very quickly. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be good stuff. Uh, we've got lots of be great good stuff um, planned for the rest of this month, planned for next month. And uh, we've got some uh, really fun content coming next year. Um, as we've said, we are planning on going to the All Monsters Attack convention at the beginning of May. Uh, so that'll be a good opportunity for anybody else who's going to meet with us and hang out with us for a little bit. Yeehaw! Uh, it's going to be fun. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode talking about the first part of the Dark Horse comics. And we will see you guys next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Wouldn't you like to know? I thought you were going to say for 1375 I'll uh, recreate this comic in in your bathtub. <laughs> that would have been a good one. <laughs> that would have been a good one, huh? I'm getting good at these.